I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver. Get unstuck with BetterHelp for 10% off your first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash core gaming and start living a better life today. Just squish my head like a grape with your gun. Please, just pop, pop me. Come on. Whoa, Jesus. I wasn't sure if you were going to actually kill him. Good evening and welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. We're here to talk about the Vigi Games as we hurtle toward the end of 2022. I'm excited to do that. Uh, I wanted to catch you guys up real quick before we get into our main topic that uh, my Steam Deck made it back already. And that Already? Seemed, yeah, that seems crazy, right? You hear that and you go, wait, yeah. didn't you just send it last week? I did. And I thought, no way I get this before the first. Yeah, it's only been a week. I sent it right before we had a show last week. And That's so, like un- lo- unparalleled levels of... Stri- is the station near you? Ah, so here herein lies the rub. So I get the... Uh, so I sent it out last week. I didn't have an ETA. They just said it could take three to five days to evaluate and then repair. So that part was already happening faster. And I got notes that, we, hey, we received it. Uh, we're doing what we thought we were going to do. That is to, they're going to uh, replace both sticks, not just the one, just because they, I don't know, they like a nice matching pair or whatever. Um, and then do some testing, make sure everything's seated right and all done and all that. And so I got that kind of information from the update. Then that finished. And I thought, well, all right, I guess I'll see this around the first. And I've kind of put it out of my head. Like, I'm not going to get excited. It's not coming before Christmas. I'll have other things to do. 
And uh, yesterday, I get uh, a notice in the morning on the same support ticket saying, we've shipped your device and you'll see it. And I went, oh, I'll probably get it. I mean, maybe before Christmas, but with the way shipping is, I'll bet it's the week of the first or right before the first or something. So I was like, ah, that's really exciting. An hour later, it's on my doorstep. And I'm like, how the frick did that magic happen? Did a little digging. Uh the repair center next door to Gabe New. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> the repair center that they contract for these kinds of repairs is right here in town. It's in Salt Lake City. And I had no oh, idea. Geez. So they literally just put it in UPS or Fed or whatever. And the truck put it in and drove to my house. <laughs> like just brought it, brought it to the thing. So it was nuts. It was insane how quickly it got back here. And I was like a little bit freaked out. Um, Anyway, they did an amazing job. It's all good, nice, tight, and well done. It's the same unit because I have a little, I have a little sharpie tick on the back. Some people are like, "Are you sure it's still yours?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's still there." <laughs> well, you uh, still have your games installed. It's not like you're gonna. You, no, you I had to, the, <laughs> part of the rules are you have not rules, but they're when they when they tell you to package it up and send it, they tell you to factory reset the thing. Oh, so they don't have to uh, see your um, waifu fighter and oh, maybe. stuff like that. I don't know. Like, I didn't maybe think of that. To keep the workplace like. <laughs> Imagine being in a Steam Deck repair center and every game is it's like sticky and there's a, you know waifu puzzle hentai mm-hmm. battler mm-hmm. Uh, like, that new uh, Hitler Hitler sex two or whatever it is sex with actually Hitler two. factory resetting isn't going to clean it mm. no but again no. you have plausible deniability maybe they like cinnamon rolls in the morning <laughs> this is an they're... argument for Steam to keep these kinds of games off their platform for it the kind sake of, is. of their repairmen yeah it kind of is <laughs> but the reason they told me they actually had an explanation for it they were like we need it in its closest to factory condition because that's the baseline on which they do repairs so they don't want to if you got a bunch of mods installed or you did some weird stuff in desktop mode which I have for emulation and a bunch of old Genesis and Super oh, Nintendo yeah. stuff <laughs> Which is a pain because I got to do it all over again. But anyway, reinstalling games, no big deal. Steam games, piece of cake. That's fine. Just time. But the the other stuff, I got to go tweak again. But they just put out a big update today that's supposed to make some of that easier. So anyway, long and the short of it, uh, I am thrilled with how fast it went, how well it went, and that they covered it. And here's the here's the fun twist. It was already a fun twist that it was local, right? That's, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. But my daughter in Iceland calls me. Or she's texting me while I'm in the middle of the show a few days ago. Dad, Dad, I need you to call me as soon as you can, as soon as you can. I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? She's in Iceland. I can't help her. Oh, no, no. I didn't know what it was. I call her and she goes, I think I broke my Steam Deck. And I go, oh, no. Because she had one too before she left. And I said, well, what'd you do? And she goes, I pulled, I thought I pulled the wrong or a different cable, but it was the power cable to it. And it slid off of her desk. And where she's staying in these like dorms things, the floors are cement. So it tipped over, spam, and shattered the LED, LCD. So it's all oh. just like jiggly jag lines and off color, oh, everything. Oh, no. And so I said, I said, they just let this whale, this 2000 game library whale off you the hook. bragging to your daughter? No, I said, <laughs> it wasn't even bragging. I said, okay. I said, they fixed the thing I broke that they didn't have to. So maybe they'll do yours. Maybe they're just in that mood as a company to just take care of stuff. So I said, let them know, be really, you know, nice in the way you tell them what happened and I'll explain it all. When you write your email, say it's Carter Johnson, daughter (laughs) of Scott Johnson. (laughs) I don't think that would have mattered. Six million Steam games. (laughs) 
She, she should have said, uh, you just did this for my dad, so maybe you'll do it for me. She didn't do that. Anyway, they wrote back and said, yeah, that's like a $100 repair. So she didn't get the good treatment. Is, it, is shipping or, well, it's the screen crack. I can see that cost. Yeah, it's about a hundred bucks. And I and the, now that we know that they do it here, though, we're gonna actually because she can't ship it in Iceland anyway. So she'll fly it home. Yeah, it'd be expensive. And she may go down there and just see if they let you do it in some other <laughs> local way, and then just pay him here and not <laughs> ship it. You know, back hey, to wherever. You, uh, you know a guy who knows how to fish steam decks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, CCP is there. Maybe they got some tech people. They got tech people they do she met with them she had she had a meeting with maybe she could just knock on the door and be like i'm not here to bother you guys just i broke my steam deck and where in the name of iceland do you yeah can i get help you know that'd be a good place to start and they said oh i'm sorry i i didn't hear you the first time i'm busy with this spreadsheet aka our video game because it's like a spreadsheet right because it's you know how eve is it's like a spreadsheet oh right right right. that was just a little shade at at, at, you know the game in spite of us not playing Eve online, I think, and I, even this predates me and John doing podcasts with you. You have a, had nothing but favorable things to say about Eve online, in spite of its spreadsheetiness. You're just yeah. like, it's awesome, like it's beautiful, it's great. Yeah. So she should go in it and say, "It is I, Carter, son of Scott," <laughs> <laughs> and I require information. And maybe they'd stop. They'd be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, they're nice, they're yeah, nice to us." Maybe, and I, I, who knows? But she's she's feeling like. None of that's going to happen. She's only got two more weeks, so she'll be home. And she has COVID, so it's a good time oh, in Iceland. No. Yeah, that's the worst thing. She breaks it. Next day, it comes down with COVID. Turns out it has a COVID case like I did, like a gnarly one. Oh, jeez. And so she's still like kind of a wreck about it, but she can't play any game. She didn't bring her Switch because she thought, well, I've got my Steam Deck. I don't need my Switch on this trip. I'm bringing the big boy, all right? Oh, boy. Nope. That's rough. All she has is her phone, and I thought of John. What a nightmare scenario that would be for John. John, I'm sorry. For two weeks, you're going to have to stay quarantined. Uh, your console's broken. Here's this phone. Play video games uh, on this phone. In a post-Marvel Snap world, I'd be okay. You'd be all right? Okay. Yeah. You'd get through uh, I played a I lot know, of Marvel sick. Snap recently, but... Yeah. Okay. We need to talk yeah, about Bo's state of Marvel Snap, because this morning, John, or um, uh, Brian Ibbett says to me, he says, you know, I should talk to Bo. Maybe we should do like a Marvel Snap show or a miniseries. I said... I think he might be on the waning end of that teat. I don't think he's as into it as, as well. I mean, I still play it. Look, I'm, I'm a bit of a, it's hard. It's rare when I'm just an unabashed fanboy of, of something. And yeah, snap is kind of snap has been frustrating me lately. Really? Is it the yeah. ding desert or something else? Well, it's the constant uh, need to have shiny borders and to co- have that conversation with myself that I need my money. Like I'd like to save it for things in life. Yeah. And I don't need shiny borders on cards. And I just, I, I get tired of having that conversation with myself because it's a very real pull for me. Yeah. yeah. I have a I'm in the same for, boat. For I almost thing. bought rogue JPEGs. I was like, oh, I've been playing rogue recently. I should have a, cool store-bought rogue icon is what i need yeah Yeah. like some people are like fifty dollars please (laughs) some people like if you just if you just play the game you'll eventually earn the stuff but i have like an instant gratification problem it's like yeah but i can blow my money and get it now when i want it yeah and i i've i've had all my life trouble with stuff like that so it's irritating me that way and then i find um i have just game balance issues with the game now uh, mm-hmm. now that i'm in pool three and that the deeper collection level you go the deeper collection level of your opponents yeah and i'm finding the game's just way too got 
GD random. Like in, there are times a day and night where I RNG. don't feel mm-hmm. like you can play Marvel Snap if you want to win. Mm. If you play that game right when the new quests come online, you are going to go up against all the tryhards that are just like new quest login. Yeah, here's my Omega deck that is just insane and does crazy things, mm-hmm. and you just get blown out of the water. And sadly. As somebody who has a baby and has to stay up for baby stuff or has also been sick and, you know, can't fall asleep, really late at night, another terrible time to play Marvel Snap. I've never encountered more, like, I was playing a deck that I had damn near 100% win rate on. Every game I played, I was winning. I was like, my goodness, have I accidentally created the best Marvel Snap deck? Am I that secretly smart and perfect at this game? I guess I am. Mm. And then I made the mistake of playing it at like midnight, 1 a.m. my time. And I lost. I think I lost like 15 games in a row before I was like, okay, maybe I'm done with this game forever. I don't know. That's when the hardcore Um, play. It's when the whales play at night. Yeah. It's, it's there. There are times I just don't go near, near that game. But then there are other times you go, same exact deck and it just stomps everything it's like yep okay i think that's it reminds me when i was playing hearthstone or even like heroes of the storm when we play together that was different but if i was on my own solo queuing if i was doing it at night freaking forget it it was bad i'd have a terrible time overwatch as well i just get whooped at night play it in the daytime i mean it just means that i'm not as good as those people obviously but that's all they're doing is playing that everyone's also tired they're not playing their best yeah you know I definitely for feel me, that. it's more the four in the morning, five in the morning games, uh, competitive. Oh games, my gosh. You know. I cannot remember the but, last time I stayed up that late. I should do it once just to see if I am still capable of it. You know, <laughs> I do it all the time. It's terrible. Don't do it. I mean, it's not good as a regular thing. I know that, but if I just one night, like Christmas Eve, I'll stay up till five. Who's that going to hurt? Nobody. I you know? find that like, no, I you. find that most people are just, they can't do it. They have to go to sleep. Hmm. I have. I definitely I've, feel I have, that. I have so. some sort of circadian dysfunction where, like, I just will. If I didn't have obligations, mm. I would just. I would definitely be like a um, night shift person. I would go to bed at eight in the morning and wake up at four or five. I would gladly do that. Damn, <laughs> I'm a night owl. <laughs> I prefer to be up at night. Mm. Um, but you know, in order to have a job, they generally tend to be during the day. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Usually. Generally speaking, you can get night shifts on certain things, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. I'm a night owl, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, on, I think no matter the time of day, I just feel like as I get deeper and deeper into snap, yeah, it's just too random because I try to study on meta decks. Like I'm pretty competitive. I do try to, but then people don't have all the cards or they're trying to be cute and they don't play what you'd expect. Like when you play magic or hearthstone, yeah. You can narrow the pool of possibilities based on what class they are or what colors of mana they're playing. A lot of these competitive things are kind of your range of expectation is manageable. And I found that in pool two, it was like that. I like understood the deck archetypes. There were, there weren't very many. Now it's just so random. It's just not fun. It just feels like people throwing cards on a table and just see what happens. And I'm, I'm starting to like, not like the game that much even mm. from that perspective so sure yeah. well you know these things have cycles to them and yep this one may have reached it at least for now but uh we'll talk more about I still it play we, it. Yeah. you know yeah I'm of course the, still playing if i'm on the toilet and i can play a game i'm going to do it yeah what that's else actually my tag too it says gorath i am on the toilet right now oh, yeah. facing me and it says i'm on the toilet right now 
I'm probably on the toilet. Great. Mine, because it's the best title I've gotten so far, is 90s was the best decade. That's what I've got. Wow. For mine. It was a pretty good decade. Craft was Rogue. 90s was the best decade. That's me. The 80s and 90s are my favorite decades ever because I was young and uh, didn't know that the world was stupid yet. So I really enjoyed them. They were good. The 90s in particular was a great time. So take that, universe. It's time for us to talk about this, though. So this is a little bit weird um, because I don't think we talked about it. I think it happened right after the show, maybe Friday. But it was made official. Did we talk about the Metzen stuff? Yeah, that we was did. our main topic last week. Oh, okay. So I can't remember when that happened. Did it happen that day? Oh, it did happen that day. That's it what, that's that what day, it was. Yeah. Well, anyway, with Metzen coming back, I, I get it's all messed up in my head because I've been talking to him too. And he's got, he's currently way into Dragonflight, like way into it. Um, and keeps asking me where I am. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm hanging out with the Tuscars right now. Like, oh, that was great way back then. So he's way ahead of me. But anyway, he's obviously very stoked about the game again. And that's exciting. With him coming back, now we have BlizzCon coming back. Ooh, this was announced yesterday. Uh, Sort of. Okay. So Yabara, or whatever his name is. Is that his name? Yabara. Yeah, Mike Yabara. Mike Yabara. He he did a post. (laughs) The bear. Does he shit in the woods? Anyway, pre show. he uh, he he basically just dropped a, a big post about all the cool stuff that they got going on. Hey, Overwatch had this many millions of people and concurrent players on the WoW launch and blah, 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 all this stuff. So it's just like a big puff piece. But nestled down in there was a note about the the woman whose name is McKee, I believe. It's very close to McCree. Might have to call her Cassidy soon. I don't. I'm just kidding. I'm making that up. McKee. It's like McKee. I think is her last name. It's like McCree, but without the R. Anyway, in, in which game in Overwatch? No, she's the she's the one in charge of uh, of uh, BlizzCon. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. she's head of events or whatever it is. Anyway, she said, and I could probably pull it up and look at it, but uh, she said, uh, or, or or part of the mention of her was, and BlizzCon's back. That's all they said. Yeah. In twenty twenty three, BlizzCon is back. I assume that means sometime in the fall, there's a three day event, two day event. I guess is what it really is. And that that's what they're getting back to. And it's entirely possible. So my question is, with Metzen coming back and BlizzCon coming back after uh-huh. a three-year hiatus, I mean, they had the digital thing that doesn't count as much. Is Blizzard coming back? You know what I mean? It's kind of an esoteric question, but is this, uh, you know, they're having some positive vibe with a very successful launch and players being very happy so far anyway with, with Dragonflight. Uh, Overwatch 2 is uh, got great numbers and they're kicking butt over there and seem, seem to be doing just great. And um, what's the other? Th- oh, and then Diablo getting it, uh, Diablo 4 getting a release date and really positive buzz from the preview play that everybody got to do. A bunch of people got to do. I shouldn't say everybody. It seems like it's um, a moment. You know, they're having a moment. I'm not saying not everyone this. got to play Diablo 4. Let's no. Just be certain, real clear. passionate Blizzard fans that may or may not be doing podcasts did not participate. In Some the- people tried it. Hmm. Other people didn't try it. No. I mean, I wanted to, but I never... I used to have somebody on that team that I knew well, but he's gone, and I don't know who who's there now. So, so we didn't... Podcasters, like streamers, got all the love. That basically is what we're saying. YouTubers and streamers. That's what happened. And that's fine. Some news outlets, too. Yeah, and some news... You're right. 
uh, big news outlets and, and popular influencers. But it, I mean, it was pretty unanimous. Everybody really lost their mind over the game. So there's all the this guy positive. Who, who does the Diablo show? Didn't he? Didn't get it. No, the guy, the Diablo show, which. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna stop. Maybe if I started it, from the Diablo show also didn't get to try. Oh man, that's a shame. So because because of all that, do you think this is a sign that Blizzard is having? Oh, oh, the other thing he outlined was a bunch of like cultural stuff. Like, here's what we've done to change these things. We're also doing the um, women's coding something, something, like a bunch of initiatives. Like, it sounded like another, you know, this was them saying, here's all the, the progress we've made. And by all accounts, there has been progress been, uh, that has been made. You hear about it internally. The Activision acquisition, which may or may not happen still, is still like a thing that excites them. Uh, you know, all that. Do you guys think this is a meaningful corner? that blizzard's about to take or is it just pr and we're just you know I th- yeah i think there's think? always going to be haters so that the, that energy is there's going to be some percentage of that energy going in and throughout all of this yeah so there's that yeah what do you, but, what, uh, do, you mean, do you both you know, think that uh i mean do they they didn't talk about the survival game in this in this post but we got to be starting to hear something about that so there's like other stuff on the horizon that isn't even just the normal ips like, they I haven't know. done one for a few years. I, I think we speculated whether they'd even need to do another one. Why not just do Nintendo Directs? Maybe that era is over. Mm. Glad to see it's not. Yeah. So I think they're going to, if they, they have a new leader, he's been there for a little while. There was some problems with that where they had co-leadership for a little while, but you know, yeah. time, time, time heals all wounds. Maybe, you know, some wounds. With a bit of time, well, there's a lot of people playing their their products still, right? You know, oh yeah, Diablo Immortal earning two million a week. It's not that's not an indication that the company has a, a significant life threatening like a, the company company ending problem. It's got culture to shift. It's still going to be a big corporate place, and still going to need to have rules and all that stuff. And they're still doing the union, and who knows is Microsoft going to own it? People people have responded. Whether it's true or not, I feel like it's beside the point. People like that Microsoft's going to buy it and get rid of Kodak. Like, that's always... Yeah. Kodak's always the fly in the ointment, right? Mm-hmm. Just from a PR perspective, like, nobody, nobody's swinging for him yeah. at all. I don't think yeah. so. I don't know anybody and who's pro Kodak except, I don't know, people who golf with him and have as much money as he does and don't care. I don't know. I don't know who likes Kodak. But I, you know, with the sale, I mean, who knows what that looks like? Maybe he, you know, he's got to retire sometime. Maybe you know that the stewardship of everything gets transferred. I think we're like in a, um, a change point. I don't know if that's not a great way of saying it, but like, I think there's a lot of transition that's still happening and is happening. It does feel like some positive momentum, though, don't you think? At least yeah, on the Blizzard I mean, side, the Activision side also doing pretty well right now. They're this new version of Call of Duty is one of the best selling they've ever done. And Warzone, Warzone 2 is like a legitimate monster hit and reviews well and people like it. Like they're all on a bit of a, they're all having a moment. I don't know what else Activision's doing, but that's, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, well, I guess there's, the C, there's, what is it? The COO left to go be part of the Board Ape Yacht Club NFT business. Oh yeah, that's right. 
So that happened. I don't know. That's that seemed a, like a that's weird a move. positive. We got rid of that dipshit. Well, that's true. But it also um, so seems like the weirdest there's a, move. There's a win. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like a weird move, though? Like, hey. Yes, it's a weird move. It's you know how terrible. the, the board ape thing crashed? You want to go run that? <laughs> It's like blockchain and NFTs are not weird for game devs. Think of all the number of games Riot got into it. They're trying to get out of it because the FTX, you know, we don't really talk about that side of the news, but, yeah. you know, that FTX went uh, belly up. I think these companies are very large and they're full of people with different agendas and money people are in there. And if they form a coalition inside the company, then that initiative gets undertaken. And I think every big game development company yeah. has people like that. Yep. And, and then like, it's like an infection. It's like the pandemic of game companies yeah. kind of like, Oh, you caught, <laughs> you caught FTX. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. A little bit, you know, like it's, it's like, so those, those people are going to be present even if we don't hear about them, there's still, you know, but I think they formed enough of a coalition of believers that it's become a big force. Yeah, but I think like overall, from a the big corporation, think of anyone; they're not all going to be perfect. There's like evil and bad stuff that they've done in a lot of their histories. So it's never perfect. I believe in like Blizzard's quality of product is still there. I don't think Chris Metzen would have gone back to put his name on something terrible or just to be, you know. Oh, I know um, we wouldn't. Yeah, just to be like a. Guaranteed. You know, like a Ronald McDonald nice face on a terrible corporate, you know, like, he, <laughs> like he's, he's going I, I, for, there's a fulfillment there. There's like, there's an arc there. There's maybe even the, a lot of his themes and his work are about redemption. This is almost like redeeming the blizzard. Like he, you know, think about it. You spend your life at a company. You think you, it's going one way. It goes another way. And people have chosen you as not a, a real, like maybe leader, cause he's not going to be CEO, but as a spiritual leader yeah. and you come back and try to do the redemption thing a little bit to carry, to do your part, to carry the business forward. Just thinking about your interviews with Metzen and how he thinks about these things. Yeah. You know, I bet you there's an interest in, in making things, uh, right and setting everything on a better course. I think so too. Yeah. Letting it go. Yeah. And like, that's powerful. And I think like, I think we are feeling some positive momentum. I myself just want to talk about how I feel. I'm stoked for D4. D4 will be out and we'll see how we feel about the game. Mm. Um, but I am looking, this is the only sort of thing that I leave the country for. So like on the basis of seeing Scott and John and, you know, Monica, maybe you'll be there and, and Garrett and Kyle and Kristen and all the great people. Like I'm just sort of stoked to go to the event. Mm. So I'm like, inclined to feel favorably about all right yeah stop the harassment get rid of those buttholes make some good policies in place to mm -hmm. police your people and let's make some play some video games and have some fun i want to like your games yeah. and also bring back heroes of the storm while you're at it if, you know yeah. with all that diablo 4 money <laughs> give another crack at heroes of the storm for those of us who really really liked that game yeah you need to launch you got to launch uh uh Rathma and, and his mom in uh, i can't think of her name all of a sudden what's why what's wrong with me who's the, who's the queen who's the who's the who's the big lady they he brought back What's her name? Who? <sighs> Diablo. Diablo 4, the lady. Oh, Lilith. Lilith. Lilith? Gosh dang it, yeah. dude. Freaking jeez Louise. If I had been you, playing. Okay, I was going to guess that. If you play Marvel Midnight I know, Sun, Scott, I you know. would know that she's the antagonist of many video games. I know. Right now. I was just thinking but that, too. It threw me with the Rathma comment, because I'm like, who's Rathma? 
or is it Rathma? Rathma. Who's I talked Rathma? about on the last show. He's the okay. So the theory is this is currently Are you just talking the about Anarius. No, 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 no. I know about him. Um, okay. So I did a little hunting around, and because I, okay. I did last episode, I did the Diablo show was all about Anarius's origins, where he is now, and why we haven't seen him, and all this stuff. And I'd forgotten that in the fifth act, which was part of the expansion for three, there's a bunch of his diaries that got found. So you'd walk around and knock it out of a thing and listen to it. So he tells you a bunch of shit about who he is and why he's what his deal was. But him and Lilith are, uh, they were lovers. They boned. Long story short. us. Exactly. She made, they made the Nephilim and the first generation of Nephilim are really powerful. OP as hell. And one of them is Rathma. Not Rathma. It's his name. Shit. Anyway, whatever it is, his, her son, uh, the first of the necromancers basically is supposedly the dude in the reveal trailer who brings her back. And that's why he keeps calling her mother. So there's a whole thing there. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited about that stuff. I can't wait. I can't freaking wait. It's going to be good, man. Like everything about the trailers. I know. I I keep thinking about that sound Anarius makes when he brings the light. It just goes boom. Oh, I know, dude. Or when his wings hit the ground to like anchor him. Yeah. Freaking badass. The the light hits everything. Yeah, it's a different voice actor, though. I figured, well, I haven't seen the name, but he sounds, he's a lot more, oh, Lilith and I, we we met each other during this thing, and we had these children, see? And he's just, he's a little bit more, I don't know, he's a little too jolly, whereas in that trailer. Let me tell you about the time I met your mother. (laughs) Man, was she alone. Peeled the flesh right off a man. Never seen somebody do it quite the way she did it. Pretty sure it's Rathma. Chat. Chat's giving me a hard time, but I think I got it right. Anyway, um, not Mothra chat. Uh, let's move on to, oh, the survival game that they're making. It doubled in size. That's the other little bit of news that came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what does that mean? To one person, now it's two? I mean, what kind of double are we talking about? No, no, because this has been in development for a while. Remember, the, the announcement was a big deal. You've like, doubled to two people. Two people. Exponential I can't growth. imagine it's. Yeah. I can't imagine it's two people. I mean, it's a company an with a lot of people. An and a yesman to I'll, go along so with. We it. sort of know Diablo Four has got the full, <clears throat> the full attention of the company. Yeah. Uh, World of Warcraft probably has its, its team size rather set, you know, because it's consistently delivering products over a two-year cycle. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that team shrinks and expands with any great frequency, or you know the. It might still have a lot of churn, but right. you know the team size probably doesn't change all that dramatically. Like mm-hmm. a you know build it, ship it, and then fire everyone kind of scenario. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing maybe Diablo Four is hitting the late innings, so people who would be early in the development process are working on the survival game. Seems next. It seems like to me. BlizzCon is, here's all our great games that you're enjoying, plus here's some survival game news. And Warcraft, Arclight, Rumble. Like, those are the two. Oh, we have a listener. Um, it is Rathma. I, I just confirmed it. Sorry, I was so I was thinking I screwed up because I have this whole show about Diablo, and I thought I effed it up, but I didn't. It's Rathma, gosh dang it. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> there's a, we have a listener. Uh, Tweep has got his hands on that Arclight Rumble thing. He does? He does. So there, there's a beta... And I don't know if it's Canadian or what the deal is, but he has it on. Well, I'm in <clears throat> Canada. Shit. <clears throat> he has it on Android. His um, comment was that it was, and there's no NDA. It's just a, you just apply for the beta and you're in or you're not. Um, hmm. His comment is that it, at this stage anyway, 
wasn't blowing his mind. It just sort of played like Crash Royale, which it's we all know is sort of based on that gameplay. And that the collecting of characters and stuff is kind of what you expect from a gotcha game. And and um, didn't have much else to say than that, I guess. But it was it's basically just like, yeah, it's not really grabbing me. It's not like the next the next wave of awesome mobile content. So that made me a little nervous, but I don't know. Blizzard's known for having uh, less than amazing early looks at things and things come together toward the end. So, you know, who knows? But, um, tough to say, tough to say. Yeah. Did you know Mephisto is Lilith's dad? The, the primeval of hate. Did you know that? Did you? No, no. I mean, it's the kind of thing where I feel like I knew it, but then I don't remember it. Mephisto. Mephisto. He he was a real pisser, as we know, and she left uh, or rebelled against him because she was sick of getting pushed around. And she also thought the war was unjust. This angel Inarius believes this. These two like, hey, we have a common goal here. You're a demon. I'm I'm an angel. But what if we work together to hey, like man, end this unjust war? You hate war. What if we <laughs> bumped uglies, man? Yeah. And then they had Rathma, and he's a dick. So <laughs> I can't wait for all that to play out. Uh, and then WoW has a roadmap. They've never done this before. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. People have of. said they did. I don't think they ever have actually done this before. I don't remember And like, it. this is legitimately a huge deal. And I, I think a lot of people kind of miss, like, what makes a roadmap for WoW such a big deal. Um, this is them coming out and basically taking accountability for what they want to put out in a WoW expansion. Right. And... They have had expansions that have had a great cadence of, you know, launch content and patches. And they've had some where there were two big patches and one of those was a selfie cam. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what they brought to the table. (laughs) And for a company, you know, we talk a lot about this idea of, well, is it genuinely bad or is it bad because it's Blizzard? You know, one of the things people get mad about with them is they they say, you know, Blizzard goes after these, oh, subscribe for a year, give us some money for a year, and trust that we'll put out content for you, and we'll give you a cool mount. Mm-hmm. And people are very critical of that. And, you know, some people try and defend that, and they go, other game companies do this sort of thing, and, like, it's fine. But to me, doing something like a roadmap, now you have something um, where they're saying, hold us to this, you know? We're committing that this is our our goals, and it's generic. It's not like, you know, next Thursday, we're doing this. It's, you know, spring, fall, you know, they're going through seasonally. Mm -hmm. But when you sit there and you have your YouTubers or, you know, reactors or even just casual conversations with people and you go, man, they're not putting anything out for this game. You literally have a metric now that you can look at and go, well, this is when they said we would be getting this. And you can judge them based on that. And you can see whether or not they're meeting that or not. And it also tells you, do you want to stay subbed? Is this an investment you want to keep going? And they've never done that before. This is this is huge. Yeah, I think it's big. Um, as someone who, I'll talk more about it later, but I'm kind of all hooked up back into the damn thing um, for various reasons. But I'm this, is, this was exciting to see. Even though they kind of, and you alluded to this a little, but they kind of just they do a similar structure of released content, but they don't tell us about it like this or no. this far ahead, like all the way up to the season three, 10.2 stuff. This is like post that's about now actually, 
or a little a, somewhat into 2024 it'll be. And I'm not used to them doing this. And so you could say, oh, well, it's very general in the summer to say there'll be a new mega dungeon and some new world events added, as well as content and system updates. Like those are very generalized sounding. We don't know the name of the mega dungeon. We don't know what that means or any of that. This is still like far and away. I mean, I just feel like it was always a secret. They just always work on a thing and then let it out when they felt like it. And yeah, and you just had to, you had to guess. And especially coming off of uh, Shadowlands where there was such a huge gap. And granted, a lot of that probably had to do with COVID. Yeah, it did. And I think it's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to cut them a little slack because of COVID. I also think it's fair to say they still took our $15 a month during that time. No problem. Yeah, they had no so issue with I also with think that. it's fair to criticize them for it. So sure. um, I think either one of those is fair. I think coming out and saying this is what we plan to do and giving you a roadmap is, is huge. And while I'm not necessarily all back in on WoW, I think this is really exciting for the people that are. Like, this is the kind of thing they should have been promising to players for a long time. For years. For 10 years, I'll say. Let's say that. You get away with it for the first five, but after that, you got to communicate. 10,000 years. 10,000 years. That's right. All right. Uh, I got a lot of work to do. To For sure. Each. <laughs> Mr. O'Brien's light. You're getting there. Oh, it's time for the Patreon message of the week. Uh, we have three of them this week because they were all so good today. You guys are killing it. So we're going to read all of these. Um, we will we'll spend about as much time as we do for one normally on all three, but we'll do it. Chris J., for example, <clears throat> not my nephew, who also has that name. He says, I listen to Core on the Road commuting most of the year. If we were in an RV on a road trip, what's the number one console or what is the one console we would be binging or bringing? I keep saying wrong words, assuming all catalog is available. So what console do we take on that RV road trip with us? If it's us and some listeners. And I think the answer is easy for me. And that's a Series X because of Game Pass. We'll never run out oh, of games Oh, I'm to surprised play. you didn't say Steam Deck, honestly. Oh, I could. Well, I mean, that is a more tra- travelable device but when you said console i thought of yeah whatever reason i thought I, I, well i feel like that's something we got to figure out a little bit right like yeah. we're we're not necessarily taking into account we're going to be in the car like we're, we're just saying what console do you think you're going to get the most mileage out out of right yeah yeah what are you gonna so if so if can the you option steam deck into a tv oh yeah you can do yeah. a dock yeah oh then this is easy i i, I wasn't when I when we originally sort of fielded this question, I wasn't thinking Steam Deck was going to count because it's a weird Valve thing, and yeah. they don't, you know, you don't think of the Steam machine as a console. Like, it's, just think of it as a failed thing. I guess they do have a proper VR space, but yeah, if you can get it into a TV, easy Steam Deck, the biggest library, backwards yeah. compatible remasters, new stuff delivered wirelessly. I bought this uh, low, I should say, it's not really low end, but I bought a $20 version of their $89, uh, whoops, let me pull the camera up here. There we go, Um, dock. So Mm -hmm. the Steam Deck plops into that. You got this little dongle that goes to the power on the thing. And then out the back, you can do inputs for a bunch of USBs and out HDMI. So with this, we'd have all we need, I guess. It's beautiful. I guess the only thing is maybe the Steam Deck isn't as powerful as say a PlayStation? Cause my, what I was going to suggest for the answer sans steam deck mm. was going to be the PlayStation five. Sure. 
I just worried because... to run out of games without Game Pass. That's the only worry I'd have. Well, we didn't talk about budget, so right. I'm assuming unlimited budget. And well, they said the entire catalog is available. Literally yeah. every game. So every okay. game they we have. Get all the games. But there's so no, so, budget, no budgetary consideration. But so many single-player games on the Sony lineup, not saying they're bad, they're amazing. They're some of the best in the world, world-class, but I we wouldn't have a lot of multiplayer fun. On the well, again, we don't know who's coming with us. If we were on a road trip, I listen to Core on the Road commuting most of the year. If we were on a road trip, who's we? Us, is all it, of us. Is it us. Chris and the three of us? Yeah. Yeah, it's us and Chris. Let's say it's four. Yeah, it's five people. <clears throat> I don't. I don't really Wait. think of multiplayer when I think four of Xbox people. either. <laughs> I got the math wrong. That's four people. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, it's four people. Yeah. I mean, even I think Switch. I don't know. That's uh, tough. I, I feel like the reason I was going to say PlayStation was just because they probably have the most exciting first-party games or exclusives and stuff. Like for sure for a road trip. Yeah. But now that if Steam Deck's in the foray, it's easy. That's easy. I just bring just, my PC. If y'all are into what I'm doing, f y'all, I'll just be. Yeah, John will just hook it up, have it on the table. Screw it's not you a guys. console. It is not a console. That's close enough. I mean, it's not a console. We just call it a PC, but it could be. You could classify it as a. What even is a PC? Hey, we can get into that game? conversation, but I think in the spirit of what. All right, is. if we're talking console, then it would be the Steam Deck. But yeah. If I we're agree. discounting the Steam Deck for similar reasons, then it would be the Xbox. There's lots of multi. You can yeah. play Fall Guys or that new game. What is it called? Animal Rejects or something like that. Um, that looks sweet. Oh, that looks good. That's a Game Pass game, too. You know, a Gang Wars. I think it feels like it's made by the people who make Gang Wars. Like, what is it? Spaghetti Control? It's called Beast Wars? Beast. No, gang, gang it can't be. Beast. It's not. Gang, oh, gang Beast. Beast. That's it. Yeah. Beast yeah. Wars Anyways, be, there's yeah. there's a lot of multiplayer games. I mean, shit, there's Baldur. Uh, you can play Divinity Original Sin 2 if you wanted to go CRPG route. Mm-hmm. You've got um, eSports on there. You can play Counter-Strike, I guess, or something. I don't know. Like, you can figure it out. Just the lib- the Steam Deck being an awesome piece of hardware is one thing, but the library is something else. It, it is. You can't compare any other... <laughs> game library to what steam has yeah if you use the steam deck as a console it's just comes down to performance right i think you know an xbox or a playstation is gonna might be more performant for high-end <clears throat> games oh definitely the steam is deck. there's no question yeah. about that but yeah. uh yeah now these are all good points plus that thing can still be portable when it needs to be and that's an advantage on a road trip so and you know what i agree you, i've come around Steam Deck, but if it's a thing hooked to a TV Series X for the for the content, yeah, and I'd probably do the third same. place. I'd give it to PlayStation for amazing first party content. I think I'd lean PlayStation Five because then I could get a VR headset. Because then you, yeah, I was gonna say you get your your <laughs> not out yet, Bo. The road trip's happening tomorrow. Yeah, Jesus wept. See, so hey, all, all the PlayStation fans rejoice. Someone is someone on this panel is on your side. So just because yep. I know we dog PlayStation a lot, and uh, hey, here's me. Swinging for the fences uh, on Sony's behalf. I mean, right now, the game I want to play that is like a a console game is God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, I don't rag on PlayStation. I rag on Sony. Um, But there's nothing wrong with that. That boss, that that machine's awesome. Yeah. I think some of the policies and stuff. I think we just spend a lot of time talking favorably about Xbox, like in if you were to measure it in minutes, you know, that's all. Yeah, I'm less irritated with them as a company. It's so funny how it's flipped, but I used to be so irritated with Microsoft for years and years and years, decades maybe. And now I feel very positively about them. So they've done a pretty good job of 
of flipping that script. And Sony just seems cold and not connected to what players kind of really want or think they want, or I don't know. There's something, it's a lot of it's on my own head. I'll admit that, but still feels that way. They they still get some wins from, you know? Yep. For sure. They made you love baseball role-playing. They sure did. They sure did. Uh, okay. What else? Oh, here's one from Drew J says, uh, best video game related gift you got as a child or have been given or have given to a child. For me, it was when I got the NES the first time, uh, I got that for Christmas one year and I about lost my mind. So yeah, that was mine. And we had other consoles and other stuff prior to that or whatever, but easily that was the one that was like, oh my gosh, that's under the tree. We're going to be playing that tomorrow. Freaking out kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I I think probably a general excitement would have been an N sixty four was a Christmas gift for me. Mm-hmm. I do remember getting my Nintendo sixty four and playing Shadows of the Empire and being so excited. Um, but I think probably my number one was I got Mario Paint for the oh. Super NES as wow. a Christmas gift. Okay, and holy shit, did I love Mario Paint! Really? I didn't. Did e- I don't think I even like put it on like a Christmas list. I don't even remember like wanting that game. Did your mom just I see just it and go, Oh, it. this looks creative. He, he likes like, he draws on everything. Yeah. Like, you know, let's get him this. And it had that weird mouse and it had that terrible mouse pad. Mm. And Mario paint was just a great time. One of my all time favorite games. I just loved sitting there making my own sprites. I used to, um, I used to go and download sprite sheets and select the sprite that I, I liked. You know, usually it was like zero from Mega Man X. And I would print it out super big on a piece of paper so that I could see each individual pixel. And then I would recreate it in Mario Paint so I could put all the sprites I liked in Mario Paint. Yeah. That's what a waste of time. That, no, so much that's great. It. That's great. I don't think you wasted your time at all. Uh, the only other one I was, I, I forgot to mention was, um, when Kim and I were dating, she bought me a Genesis and I was really stoked about that. That was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Bo, what, uh, how about you? Probably if as a direct gift, it, I'd have to award it to the NES. Although Game Boy gets an honorable mention. I got one of those. I just can't remember when I got the Game Boy, but net actually no NES I got for graduating grade four. Oh, <laughs> it was uh, my incentive to do well in school for my grandmother. Nice. Uh, she, she, but I played the shit out of that kid Icarus that weekend. <laughs> like the, <laughs> um, I wanted one for so long because my friend had one and I wouldn't shut up about it. And she's like, you know, went to consumer direct and she's like, here, we'll get it for you if you pass. But I think like my absolute favorite thing that, it wasn't really a gift, but it was kind of, it ended up being for me, but dads always rationalize it as for the family yeah. would be the 486 DX $3,000 computer mm. that we got because I was on it 24 hours a day, pretty S- much. Suddenly you're playing it. Doom all day, Quake. Playing an MS, MS DOS, going on to BBS's, downloading shareware and not yeah. so shareware and, and, you know, like that. Uh, with Jill of the Jungle and like um, Commander Keen and all the Apogee and Sierra games. Like, I really liked that I had a computer. It really sort of sent me down that path of, you know, programming and gaming. Did your dad get weird about peripherals? Like, my dad would, you know, we wanted to mess around on like the Apple II at the time and the Commodore, and he was like, 
use it for high or for school and all this other stuff, but I don't want you using those controllers. They're like, you know, turn uh game pads or not game pads. What do you call them? Di- um, can't think of the name of the damn thing paddles they called them because they were just like pong paddles and we used them for various games and stuff but he didn't want us using the keyboard or those pong paddles ever because it was going to wear it was all going to get worn out and i get it but i was annoyed always because i'm like well what are they for then why did you buy the damn paddles (laughs) if we can't play with them maybe you're like wow you you paid the three thousand dollars if it breaks i'm like they're just keyboards and mice we can or not mice. No, it wasn't peripherals. They had a weird fixation on hours, right? Like yeah. it's like you can only game for one hour during the week, and then you can game for one hour on the weekend. Like weird rules. So it became about ninjaing when they weren't paying attention on some device. And you know, I was allowed to use the computer if I wasn't playing a game. But let's say I was in Word Perfect five point one, I think it was. Uh, and you know, I also fancied myself an auteur. I was writing. I was playing D anD D and reading Dragonlance novels, so I'd write. You know, <laughs> badly written tales about zombies ripping people apart and hand it in as my work projects and then get the, the school calling my parents saying there's something wrong with your kid. And it all happened on the 486DX where I was, you know, so like I, I was just happy using the computer. Even if I was prohibited from games, I'd be like, let's learn quick basic and let's <laughs> let's do word perfect. I wasn't like deterred. Mm. Um, so I, I love that the most. Did you, do you used, still have that uh, stuff? Do you still have those old... Uh stories anyway. i have a folder with like the base file i keep meaning to go in there and dig through them yes i've got Love to see that. i've got some ancient history word i, I need to f- yeah thank you for remi- reminding Man, me of that good on I, you for saving it i got rid of all my stuff and it yeah. is for the better <laughs> it made it it made it so i stored them all on floppies and then when cd roms became a thing i took all my floppies and burnt it to a few cd roms but it's still i've transferred it from hard disk to hard disk like my Old documents. I have a folder with it on my. I think that's great. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that, John. Why did you? T- you lose stuff here and there, but you know. Sure, sure. But John, why did you toss everything? What, what happened? It was there? terrible. Me and my yeah. friend were trying to learn QBasic, and we would just write text adventures, and it would be like ninety percent Easter eggs, like what we wrote. It'd be like, wow. do you want to go left or right? And like, sure, we would write generic stories to encompass both choices. But then we would spend hours on, but what if you say, touch my balls, then it's going to do this. <laughs> and it's going to have, like, we planned so many stupid, like, and none of us ever tried anything beyond what, because we, you know, one of us would sit there and program while the other played a, a wrestling game on the N64. Sure. And then the other would go and play what the other person did. And we'd watch and laugh. And then they would take a turn, and while well, the other person played wrestling, and that was just what we did, and it was just the the stuff we wrote was so so bad. It's just not good. Mm. It's not good quality. It was always extremely immature. It was always like basically no win scenarios because we thought it was funnier to see each other get killed. So like it. It's just none of it was a good quality game. It There's, was just there to troll each other constantly. There'll be a day where Alexander's 20, he'll be digging through an old box, and he'll find a, he, he could have found some floppies that would have been like gold. He'd be oh, like, he'll, find some, he'll find some stuff. Look at this stuff my there, dad did. My parents about. saved plenty of school projects and school stories and a, a, a real ham-fisted apology note that I wrote to my mom that she has saved to this day because it says, look... It's like the most like 
current day apology, like, you know, twit longer apology, but I wrote it when I was five and it's like, <laughs> dear mom, I'm sorry that you got upset about <laughs> what I said, yeah. even though I was technically correct. Yeah. I'm still bothered that it hurt your feelings. And for that, I guess I'm sorry. And I can't imagine John doing day. this at age five. Just can't imagine. <laughs> Just can't see it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent you a Imagine screenshot. It. I, w- I went digging around of like files that were last modified in 1992. Oh, look at this! Look, look at this old file. old ass looking oh thing. Oh my gosh! All right, hold on. 92? You said? Oh, 95. Yeah, like 92. Zip file. Oh wow! Hold on a second here. Those are some old files, man. Wow. Those ones and zeros have been in that arrangement for. Almost three. Well, is it three decades at this point? What, what is the folder oh, Eternal oh. Slavery? What is that? Oh, it's probably oh. some creative writing I was doing. Yeah. Probably it was railing against commercialism. I was very, I was a very socialist young man. That's great. In 1990. I love it. Well, that's 2000. Yeah, I started working a lot more than that year. It's probably something like that. <laughs> That's great. See, I love that. I have old stuff too from the late nineties and on, but um honestly I don't know what drive it's even on somewhere in here. It's fun, I though. didn't use technology for anything good when I was a kid, so that's why it's best that I didn't save any of it. Yeah. I I was notorious for um what I would do is when I knew my grades were coming in, I would go and I would open the envelope oh my gosh and i would take the grades out Mm -hmm. and i would scan the report card and i would open the report card in paint and i would modify the grades so if it was an f you'd make an a put a little line down there whatever well what i would do because i wanted to match the font and i didn't know what font they used i would find somewhere in the header where (laughs) an a or a b was used and i didn't go crazy i didn't give myself all a's i gave myself okay grades yeah. because that's more believable so i gave myself subpar grades like i give myself a c mm-hmm. but i give myself an a to balance it out it's yeah. fine yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. like you know it's okay i would print out the modified grade sheet yeah. refold it up yeah. um go get a different envelope mm. actually this was eventually i would do a different envelope and reseal it and all of that but for a while i used to do the Oh, guys, I know it was addressed to you, but I saw it was from the school and just thought it was from me, and I opened it. I'm sorry, because I know I'm not supposed to open your mail. Mm. And I'd be like, it's my report card, though, but I think you'll be pleased. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's good. You were were using technology to get, get it done, get her done. I'm impressed. And someone in chat, didn't your parents have to sign them? You really think. That somebody who went to all that trouble yeah. to give his parents a fake report card didn't forge his parents' signature oh, on yeah. the thing he gave back to his teachers. Part of the deal. Yeah, they yeah, don't have to sign that it. wasn't a hard moral hill to climb. No, no but what did the, did the teachers see anything weird when they got that back? Or would you? No, because they got the original back with a oh, fake signature. Oh, got it. Man, that's a bunch of jumping around you had to do. So yeah, they I'm find out eventually. That's why I have a buggy stomach. I was living a lie for so long. <laughs> but, but hold on. So, but your parents eventually 
like at the end of the year, they're like, whoa, I thought those grades are better. You know, like they're going to find out, right? No, I had to keep a record of what I made all my grades out to be so that every time a new report card came in, because it would show previous semesters, I would have to update those too. And I'd have to update them to what they were before. Eventually what happened is I just came clean. Yeah. And I just was like, guys, I got to be honest with you. I haven't been being honest with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is what kids do, I'm, man. I'm dying of cringe over here. Yeah. You look, would you, did you do any of this for your grade eight? Did you go I like, I might've wrote a poem about a hot gr- woman and a, Oh no. Most reviewing his stuff. <laughs> Apparently that, that might've happened. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't even look. I, there's some, there's one file here called dying in my lover's arms draft. one. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, break that out. Patreon I'm, goal. I'm, no, no, hell no. That's going in the vault. That's as much as you're going to find out about whatever. Patreon going on goal number five, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, I mean, a Wikipedia page and $10,000. No, oh, no, 10K. Would you do it for 10K? Not that I'm yeah, give you 10K, come on. But. You won't be known as the late guy anymore, at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, your Wikipedia. I thought you had a. Don't wait. Uh, wait. What am I? Th- oh, no, I'm we were talking of, about this last week. I, yeah. I was like, I would do certain, you know, I'm a, I, I am a creature of vanity. I would, I value when my friends and I get together, the ones I know here mm-hmm. and people I know, they have their kids and their lives and their cars mm-hmm. and I have none of that. Mm-hmm. So I can, you know, I'd like to be able to say, well, I have a Wikipedia page and they go, oh, wow. And they're like, that's cool. And then they read what it's about and it's about me shitting a lake. And they're like, oh, it's not that cool. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what's not cool. I looked at mine. Someone needs to update mine. Mine doesn't even show core in the listing. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, is, is there? Where's the Wikipedia people? Somebody added Brock in Runners Incorporated, though. They put my my card game in there and they'll, and play retros in here. There will be dungeons in here. Why isn't Core in here? Wait, did I just miss it? No, it's not here. They've got at, all the old shit: App Slappy, The Creep, Final Score, Autopilot. That's all in here. Um, Current podcast: Play Retro. There will be dungeons. Skim Morning Stream. Film sec. Yeah. No Core. I think Diablo shows. Yeah. And it cool. says. App Slappy is a current show. What are you smoking? And then they got updated. And then the the instance is put in past podcasts, and that Hmm. just happened. Uh, hold on. Is it down here? Yeah, Core's not somebody who has a bunch of edit experience on Wikipedia. I know there's a ton of you out there. I guess it's got to be supported by third party media. So, well, that's easy to do. I guess this is just it's just sat there too long. Somebody go. They're gonna get it added, and it's gonna say core, which was very important from Scott that we included (laughs) here. Like people are gonna just. Well, just go to go to Chartable or something. We are we do exist in places on the internet. Somebody was mad at me once and changed my thing to say that I eat like I eat kidnap and eat children, a bunch of fake stuff. It got taken down almost immediately. But there was somebody who was really mad at me. And um. As well, man, the Wait, ultimate, what? the ultimate getcha. Yeah, I'm gonna mess up your Wikipedia page. Yeah, what they don't People realize, are gonna go there and think you're a cannibal against kids. <laughs> Got him. The thing about Wikipedia is it self corrects really quick. So even though some of it may be outdated, weird changes like that they just don't last. People are always watching for weirdness, and that's why it's actually a pretty good service. But anyway, somebody go update that shit. Here's our final question from Alexander R. 
be funny if it was your kid. Uh, well, what do you all? What do you all? He's too young. Be an you, Alexander J. But <laughs> yeah, yes, that'd be a different name. I'd be a little annoyed that he changed his name. That's true. What are all you doing for Christmas? Do you have anything nice planned? Uh, hanging out with my kids and uh, you know the usual gift exchange stuff. And uh, Kim and I are going to make a giant batch of Christmas jambalaya that we will mostly eat. <laughs> and um, uh, Christmas Eve for the first time in my entire maybe life. I'm trying to think of another example. And it's certainly in my marriage. First time since I've been married to Kim that we have not been somewhere with someone on Christmas Eve this year, we are alone. And I'm wow. so excited to have that because everybody else got stuff going on. Taylor and, and them are on Dylan's side, the family doing their thing, which is totally fine. Carter's still in Iceland and Nick's got a thing with his girlfriend's parents. So nobody's here. And so it's going to be us, the dogs, probably watch like I, I guess the the maverick thing just came out the new top gun so we're gonna watch that now that it's on streaming and uh it, in some ways it sounds lame but i'm actually really excited about it no that's the kind of stuff i like yeah um, it's gonna be good I, i'm hopefully going to be feeling better so that i get to have christmas with my family instead oh, of telling being them, sick hey, on christmas come. i'm sick being sick on christmas sucks yeah, I don't have to tell you that. But do you have I, anything I'm else? really yeah. excited because uh, little man, his grandparents are spoiling him. Mm. So they got him a hell of a gift. Really? Yeah, they Play- got him an electric Jeep. PlayStation Five. Oh, is it a like the one you ride in? Like, yeah. Oh, it's got it lights up, dude. It can Bluetooth into your music. It has <laughs> leather seats. <laughs> Oh, what? It's freaking nicer than my car. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is this? Wow. Is it an actual Jeep? Like, I know they, that's big right now is to have branded, but, but for kids, but branded like Jeep brand. Oh, you know what? It might be. I don't know. I'm not huh. 100% sure if it's actually branded, but yeah, it's, it's clearly a Jeep. That's cool. I yeah. had one when I was little. I had a little power wheel. It was not that nice, but yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, I really liked it. And I think they're just trying to recreate that is what they're doing. But. Yeah. Well, that's great. As long as I don't recreate um, Alexander writing in fake numbers for his grades and giving it to you and, fa- and forging your signature. Oh, man. I'm going to be on him, though. I'm going to figure that out. Yeah. I'm going to know. Yeah. Well, see, the problem is, is that doesn't work nowadays because all the grades are online. You log into a website. You have to get a lot more creative to trick your parents now. That's true. Now I would have to make a fake intranet site. Mm-hmm. Make it look like the official website. Mm-hmm. Find a way to get my change my parents' bookmark because I'm <laughs> sure they have it bookmarked, mm-hmm. so that yep. they go to my website instead of their website. Yep. And Whole then they, they just yeah, I heard the grades got posted, guys. You want to go? Yep. Go look at it. You'd have to. They do- sent you an email. Get a fake email account. Yep. To send out what looks like an official school correspondence with a link to my fake website. Yeah. And then you gotta intercept they, their updates, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. School Plus, updates. you have to you have to yeah. download their CSS, all of their style sheets, and then build this website to be exactly the same. Yeah, well, that's easy. Just copy the HTML. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. Fine. Make it static. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not going to figure it out. They're not going to click around. No, <laughs> they're not. Well, you gonna... can just set you can set the links to the actual school site, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just copy the the original link so everything goes back there. Yeah. Now this works. He's got his, you know, who knows what we'll be doing when he's old enough to want to do this. But for for today, he's set. He's got it. 
I feel uh, bad sometimes hard. for my kids because that's what the stuff I did as a kid, which means I'm savvy to it. Mm. And when I came into the picture, my stepkids, they were running games all yeah. over their mom. Yeah. <laughs> that she didn't do that sort of stuff. Right. So I did that know. sort of stuff. And I was savvy to it. And right. I shut them down every turn. Yeah. And that was the initial friction was crap. Yeah. So I'm sure they have elevated it now. And it's now a war of, I got to try and stay one step ahead of them. Uh, yeah. It's, and it's because, because you're tech savvy as I was raising my kids, it made that stuff so much easier. Cause they were like, they couldn't, there was nothing that they, that we, that I didn't understand. So they couldn't come yeah. in the house and go, Oh, Snapchat, dad will never know. No, I know all about it. Well, I had, a, well, I had an account before you did, you know? Like they just never, they never had it, uh, had one over on, on me from tech, from a tech angle. And it was hugely helpful. Angle, yeah. yeah. Hugely helpful. Yeah. You still, you still, we still haven't figured out mumble rap. <laughs> yeah. Nick's, <laughs> Nick's like, obsession with mumble rap. You're like, there's nothing they can get past me. And I'm like, who knows what's going on with mumble rap. You that's true. That. Some of it, I have no idea. That's how they, yeah, that's their coded language now is mumble rap. Although I think yeah. that may have passed that fad, that fad may be gone. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, music is good now. I know, What's right? The kids, what are the kids like? <laughs> That's the eternal question. Yeah, well, hey, kids, good right now. hey, fellow kids, what is, what's your big jam at the moment? Like, I don't but even like, yeah. like, what are the genres? Like, you know, when you go to school, you got, oh, there's the rappers and there's the jocks and they listen to whatever. There's the rock guys who listen to Guns N' Roses. And there's the arty people who listen to things you've never heard of. I think kids yeah. raised on the internet have a different thing going where, like, my kids, my daughter is, she loves 80s metal. My other daughter loves, like late nineties grunge. Uh, Nick likes like old school eighties music, seventies music, mostly seventies actually. And he was born in 2000. Like they don't have any, they don't have a new genre or a genre of existing top 40 or whatever that they like anymore. They might find a weird band here and there, but they like old stuff. So I think there's a lot of that going on. I'll tell you the one that kills me a little bit. Every time I hear it is I always hear like, Oh, that's a TikTok song. Oh, that's a TikTok dance. Yeah. That's like, no, it isn't. It's no. a song you heard on TikTok. It's <laughs> yeah. a dance you saw on TikTok. Yeah. This song came out in the 70s, and you only think it's cool because someone put a TikTok video yeah. to it. No, you're right. That's why. That's right. And it bugs me so much. You know that? that that's because uh, now I'm getting older. That, are, that Aurora girl that we talked about on the Game Awards. Yeah. That's a little nutty. Uh, she, her song, uh, Cure for Me, I think it's called. I wouldn't know about that song had it not been for TikTok. But even then I go, I don't go, that's a TikTok song. I go, that's a song that I didn't know about. I heard it on TikTok, but it's a song that exists outside of TikTok. It's over here. You know, she has a whole album like that part. I don't, I don't get why people do that, but yeah. Anyway, kids, man, what are they? what, What even are they moving on? Uh, thank you for all your patron messages, you guys. You guys are awesome. We really appreciate it. It is now time for us to talk about what we played. Uh, not a lot of shared game here other than, you know, there's some... <laughs> Bo played Ben Brode's Snap. I love how you brought that in there. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Um, but I played uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight. I grabbed it the day... Uh, the Metzen announcement happened. I'll admit it just got me excited and I thought, well, why not? All right, let's get in there. And he was raving about it. And he's like, dude, you got to do this. So I played it. I am completely hooked on that expansion. At least, for, at least right now. I'm still leveling. I'm taking my time. I'm not rushing anything. 67, I think, maybe close to 68. 
70 is the new cap. Um, I think that campaign is great. I think that the care at which everything, the systems seem to have had applied to them is very apparent. That's the most fun I've had with this stage of a game of an expansion since Legion. Um, I think it's really good. And I think that dragon flying stuff is like legit fun. And I'm going to go ahead and be controversial to some of my, um, my guild wars friends, guild wars two friends. I think even Uh-oh. though a lot of these systems are lifted from guild wars from their, from their mount system in there, the, I like the implementation here better. I think oh, it's shit. Le- it's less. Obtuse. They're going to come for you. I know. Oh man. That's like their one thing. Stern shit with the, with the, GW two community is rough business, um, but I'm not. I mean, that's still one I really respect and like that game. But it's just, it's really well implemented into, especially into the story here. And so for for an expansion where at the beginning of all this announcement, I remember going, I don't know, do I care what these titans are doing? And dragons are fine, I guess. Like I was really kind of down on the direction of it, but I think this is just it. Just feels really well made and incredibly well thought out. And I think the little stories are amazing. And um, every quest line I've done has felt meaningful and eventful. And it doesn't just feel like I'm running tasks and grinding. It feels great. So I don't know the long tail on this. I don't know if, if uh, progression into the end game is, is going to you know draw me in or not. I don't know, but I know that at this stage of when you're playing to, you know, your 10 levels, it's some of the best stuff they've done. I really dig it. Uh, and that's almost all I've played. Except for High on Life. John undersold this game last week. I think yeah, it, but then you told me that my review was spot on. I think your review is... I said that before I got to a certain stage. So I'm going gonna, I'm I'm gonna to okay. augment my comment just one tiny bit. Because I do think you're kind of spot on. It does fit into a not quite triple A... Definitely not indie. It's this weird space we don't get a lot of anymore. 100% agree with you on that. Um, uh, there's too many examples in my head to like narrow down one, like an old example of what I mean by that. But it's just a, it's a certain kind of game that we don't get it very often anymore that just kind of lands in the upper middle. A B, a B-level game. But not B is in grade. I think that game's actually really great. And what I like about it is it's legit funny. Um games are it's hard to make me laugh in a video game very hard for whatever reason the mediums never lend itself well to comedy people talk about this all the time but i it just doesn't work on me very often this i had laughed out loud multiple times i played a big chunk of it with my nephew um and he sat there and he just giggled at it like it was ridiculous uh i think that the structure of the game is actually really good and super opens up when you get the second gun so when you get leon the gun called gus yeah. Um, which that actor has a name, but we just have a bad habit of calling him Leon from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, Leon's what's his, amazing. What's his name? Uh, D- D- JB Smoove or J- uh, JB Smoove? Yes, that's yeah. it. That, yeah. He's amazing. He's um, the voice of the second gun, which I didn't know at, at the time that I talked about this last week. And yeah. finding out that that was the reality yeah. made me so much more interested in this game because yeah. Yeah. he's another one of those voices that I will just listen, talk about <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah. I don't care what it is. He just makes me laugh. Whether it's that, whether it's in the, the Spider-Man movies, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies as the teacher, 
the Harley Quinn cartoon is Frank the the plant. Like he's great in everything. I just love hearing him talk, and that's that's what this game is. Full so. agreement. It's a bunch of that. And if you like Justin Roiland already, this is a no brainer because. I mean, the first gun who is still with you a lot and you just alt tab out or not alt tab, you, you swap with him and he still talks to you from your pocket. Um, it's 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 Morty from Rick and Morty. I mean, it's that voice. It's it's Justin Roiland, but it's also him doing Morty. One hundred percent. It may mean it may mean that Roiland doesn't have a ton of range. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's very he's very funny. And I think the some of the ancillary character stuff's really great. I think the sister surprised me how much I like her. Um, the one that's stuck back at the house. She's played by Sarah Silverman's sister, who's, I can't think of her name right now, Lorraine Silverman, something like that. Um, she's very good. Anyway, when it when you get that Gus shotgun thing, suddenly it's like, oh, I got this like disc and it can make me go to higher places I couldn't go before. Like There's a bunch of traversal that wasn't there before. And I think that game is great. I, I'm I, I'm having a ball, and um, apparently it's doing well, kind of everywhere. It's selling well on Steam. the uh, The Game Pass version, Microsoft claims it's the most uh, engagement they've had in a Game Pass game this year. Wow! So more people playing it than anything this year as a as a new launch. Like Halo Infinite would have beaten it, but that was last year. Well, I think this is a perfect Game Pass game yeah. because this is a game that I don't think is for everybody. The humor might not land for you. I don't think it's the most competent shooter I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an okay shooter. It it works. It functions. It has some cool mechanics to the shooting, mm-hmm. um, some verticality and dodging and stuff. Right. But I don't think it's the best playing shooter. So there's a lot of elements that might not hit for people, which is why I was like, eh, it's kind of middle of the road is where I would stand on it. Because if the comedy doesn't land, you're not going to like the game. If the gameplay really bugs you, you're probably not going to like the game. But if you're okay with something that's just like pretty solid in both those categories, you're going to love this. Yeah. Like it's really good. I agree. Um, I think it's great. And I think we're assured, all but assured, in a, a sequel. I would look forward to that. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this probably this weekend. Um, it's not super long. I think it's 12 hours or something. 10, 12 probably about perfect don't overstay it's welcome and um there are moments i seriously just laugh out freaking loud i don't do that in video games ever i do that with friends playing them because we're laughing at each other but there are moments where i was like oh my gosh you guys freaking went there oh my gosh like it's pretty crass it's pretty you know it's a rated r game i did i did and i immediately went down to the mom and the mom's like telling me the story and the whole thing about he's 35 and i went oh yeah john told me about this lady it was great it was great so you know what i won't say you undersold it i'll say you sold it how's that i got you to play it yeah so, that's selling you know, it. Yeah, that's, that's it yeah and i yeah, enjoy, i'm trying to get you to play midnight suns and did you play it nope still sitting there the on the game hard drive. we raved about the job the we game john said was pretty us. good he played yeah isn't the that weird two of us raved about part of it is because i was having this game night with my nephew and you were like what do you feel like playing he goes oh is that game high on life i want to see it so that's what kind of made it happen it's but, a really good social game too. yeah like sitting down with other people around watching it, like you're going to have more fun with it. I agree. And you're both kind of laughing and he, you know, he's giggling like crazy. He's in high school right now. And you know, F bombing guns are a hoot to a kid in high school. So that was good. Um, yeah, I still haven't played in the midnight suns. I think my problem is, remains that I'm, 
I think, I'm not saying I'm not, because maybe if I fired it up, I'd change my mind, but I just think I'm not in the mood for a card brawler as described to me by a bunch of people. And I'm not saying it's it's bad or anything. I just like have done a lot of that. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm resistant. I don't know what my problem is. It's on my hard drive. Oh, part of it is I haven't paid for it. So this is how it works. You download it on a, if you do Xbox, you take your phone, you say, download this to my console. It downloads the entire game, but it won't play until I, you know, go in and say, here's my credit card or whatever. And I haven't done that yet. If it was just sitting there ready to play, I'd have played it by now. Like if it was a Game Pass game or whatever. But every time I look at it, I'm like, do I really want to pay that, play that? And do I want to spend 70 bucks right this second? And I just keep going off. Oh, I'll get around to it. And I walk away. Well, Spider-Man does some cool flippy stuff and then kicks a guy. I don't doubt it. I know I'm going to play it. Kicks a guy it. into another guy. I'm 100% sure I'm going to play it. Maybe now that my Steam Deck's back, I'll buy it there and delete the one on the console. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John, you played uh, Vampire Survivors DLC. I I got an emergency drop before we start with John. Oh. Just just because I've been a little quiet, listeners might note, because I was busy buying shit. Oh, I thought you were going to poo. Okay, this Um, is good. Go ahead. I got an emergency drop. Like a news news drop. Oh, breaking news. Uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected is on massive sale right now. Oh, is it? How much? On the Blizzard store. Uh, so I'll give you the Canadian spiel, which is, let me just find it. Shit. I also bought Starcraft uh, remastered because it was like 10 bucks. I think Bo's just over here buying stuff. Just buying yeah. There's um, a real detriment to him. Yeah. I get Let me you. see here. Diablo. Where's this holiday sale? All right. Um, yeah, so it's regular $54.99 Canadian on sale for $18.15. Oh, wow. Here's 13 here it's in the like, States. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a super steep, like, if you don't, it's like one of those purchases. I don't feel like playing it right now, but I may get an itch to boot up Diablo 2 at some point. And why don't I get it for $18? Yeah. So, yeah. Bad. I bought it. Uh, I have, yeah. I own this and it's good. It's, Real good. Don, yeah. you got it too, didn't you? Yeah, I have it. I yeah. played it. Sweet. It looks it awesome. For... That's, that's solid. It's a cool game. Yeah. The, I, the, I oh, yeah. personally think the remastery part, the the redo of like the graphics and everything are legit cool. I just, it was steep enough to warrant attention and immediate purchase. It wasn't like, oh, 30% off. Like, I'm not going to bring it up, but I'm like, that's a really deep price cut. Like when I bought this Genji statue for $15. <laughs> I, I would do that. Like I'd buy Overwatch, Gen- but I was like, man, that's a Genji statue for $15. I would have done that. I don't even play Genji. I don't like Genji. I don't like playing him, but I would I would buy his statue for 15 Yeah. Absolutely. Like, John, you're a hypocrite. You don't like Overwatch and you bought a Genji statue. I can say he was in Heroes of the Storm. That's right. I didn't like him in there either. <laughs> I, <just> don't, <laughs> no, I, didn't. I don't know what it is. I don't like that. I just don't like it. I like the I like style, though. Like, I, I, like I like that he the exists. and the craft of it. I agree. So. I just don't like how he plays. That's all. Yeah. In, any, in either iteration, for whatever reason, it's just not my jam. I'd, I'd, I'd play, I don't know, who, who do I not like other than him? I kind of like everybody but him, <laughs> if I'm honest. Uh, you know, he's really fun right now is freaking Torbjorn. That dude's rocking it. He's great. Yeah, oh, they puts fixed down him. a turret. Yeah, he's fixed. He's fixed Hammers real good. It. Hammer, it doesn't even hammer it anymore. Shoots a, shoots a thing. Well, he hammers it to repair it, but he doesn't build it anymore. Or he doesn't. Stands near a payload. He doesn't do stages anymore, right? They took that payload out. Payload moves. I think it's. 
I, I don't remember, but he's got some more options. He's got like a shotgun blast and then a long range blast. Now he's got some more actual shooty business going on. Yeah, he's, and his cooldown, his cooldown E, I think E or shift is his uh, molten, not molten core, but his old molten core. When you turn all red and fire molten bits, he gets that for a short amount of time without without the turret being part of it, and that's just a regular rotation of a cooldown now. Whereas his ultimate is he spews hot lava goo all over the floor and it sucks if you're caught in that oh my gosh it sucks mm-hmm. play great, of the though. game play of the game uh I was not impressed. john <laughs> Vam- vampire not survivors dlc legacy of the moon spell you played it you beat it you love i didn't it. beat it oh. i've got a lot more to do in it turns out there's a lot of content in there despite the fact that they uh self-proclaim that it is severely overpriced dlc mm. uh there's enough there to uh it's two dollars um there's enough there to warrant uh multiple playthroughs they added stuff that cleared out my gold pretty quick um but it's neat all the new map and all the new items and characters and stuff are like very eastern themed uh so it's not just castlevania like you know you got your uh you got your samurai mm-hmm. you got ninjas and you got a lot of Stuff like that in the game now. And um, the new map is pretty cool because, you know, they do they play with it. You know, the first map is kind of go wherever you want. And then you got the library, which is a very horizontal map. And the, the last one is a very vertical map. This one feels more like an actual map where it's like there's a mountain over here and there's a path that leads up the mountain. Mm. And this there's a little town over here and you can go inside the buildings and do things. And... It's it's kind of crazy. I will say the new map is hard. Um, it looks hard. I, I did play through it, and I did beat it, but I was doing it as the uh, queen character, which is actually the character that you have on screen right now, yeah. who is severely overpowered. Yeah. And it, it was fine for her, but like trying to go through on a standard character just out of the blue, I was just getting wrecked trying to do unlocks at the same time. But... Um, some really cool new characters in there, some really cool new weapons that do some uh, some new stuff. Uh, one of the things, it's actually been a trend in some of the later patches that they did, but they're continuing it with this, is in the early days of Vampire Survivors, it was very much like you get a weapon and then you get a power-up. And those two things work together to create a more powerful version by getting this and that. To kind of allow for a wider variety of builds and stuff like that, they now have more items that you take these two weapons and those equate to a, a power-up. Or you can take this single weapon mm. and power it up on its own just by choosing this and, and foregoing a weapon slot. You can get uh, an upgrade path this way. Mm. So there's a lot of really cool builds you can do in there, some really fun stuff. Um, it just... It turns into an explosion of graphics that makes you feel insanely overpowered. I think on my first clear of the new map, again, as the overpowered queen, I think I was like level 259 oh when it ended. Jeez. And I, I remember early runs of Vampire Survivors where getting to level 100 was a challenge. So um, it's crazy. It's cool. And uh, more of that game... Giving them another $2 was the easiest thing in the world to do for the yeah. amount of time I've spent in that game. And, uh, yeah, there's a ton more stuff in there now. So Nice. Well, first, uh, I, was a little, well, I was a little concerned this queen seems to just be running through people. Is that part of her deal? 
So you can just She's bump into insanely folks. Insanely overpowered. Is that like a her her like growth rate on every stat is high. She starts with three tarot cards immediately. So she's got three major buffs that are usually spread out throughout your entire run right out of the gate. Yeah. Her weapon's good. Like just everything about the queen is very overpowered. Do you think this was a uh, an, uh, this was them honoring Queen Elizabeth on her death year? Do you think that's what yeah, that is? Yeah, probably. That's honestly the <laughs> most logical. Yeah, a lady that could just tear open uh, yeah. minions and yeah. And I mean, I'll say this, like yeah, the queen is overpowered, but it's also not the easiest character in the world to unlock. So, you know, if you've got the queen, you earned her. Go use her. Yeah, you that know, should be the that same should be with that. any of the hidden characters that are in that game. If you if you got them, good yeah. on you. Use yeah. them. That's the um that's the reward. Yeah. Cuz you did the work. So, yeah, play it and be happy. Uh <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. Oh, and then all your uh, yeah, usual stuff. Yeah, other than that, I just did my usual, played a lot more Marvel's Midnight Suns. I think I'm getting near the end of that game. Um, I pulled a U. Yeah. Everybody's talking about World of Warcraft. Everybody's trying the new expansion, including me. I got it. Yeah. I downloaded it. Yeah. I got my talents. I got my bars. I got everything ready to go. Yeah. I took my first quest on the Dragon Isles, and I went... That was a really good time to get back into Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> oh no! That is and that's what a, I. So that's what I did. That's your hundred percent a thing I would do. You're right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's me pulling a Scott yeah. and still playing Fortnite. I'm actually getting better at the new, the new game that it oh. has become. Hey, do you get to take part in that class action lawsuit uh, deal, FTC fine thing, where you can get a bunch of money? Do I don't know. Maybe, but if they offer me money, I'll take it. Well, there's some. I'll tell them I felt exploited as a child. As yeah. A, yeah. And then, 30, they, and then they <laughs> just give you money. This is a 30 something year old child. Uh-huh. I was taken advantage of. Sure. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. It seems pretty weird. John, uh, Bo, it's still more midnight suns. Uh, still loving it. Still great. Oh yeah. I mean, basically my routine is once it's nighttime and the day's travails are finished, I sit down for some Midnight Suns. That's all I do. I streamed a little bit of it a few nights. I can't... I'm not progressing the campaign. I'm just doing side missions and playing progression game on my heroes. Like, Mm. it's not even about... I'm going to blow through... Although I'm playing on Ultra, too. Like, but still, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to play New Game Plus. I don't think there's going to be anything for the the game to offer me, because... I'm already like max leveled and stuff. Yeah, I'm really curious what New Game Plus is because they tell you about it. They're like, hey, you're unlocking stuff for it now. And I'm like, cool. I have no idea what that looks like. Meanwhile, I'm getting everybody up to level 25 and I'm getting everybody to friendship level five and I'm getting mm-hmm. every card. And yeah, it's, I just, I find the tactical combat really enjoyable. Like thinking through the puzzle of, uh, you know, uh, what's the mission? The mission types vary and then the units all do different things and it's fun. It's just, I'm, you know, I'll throw, and it's the kind of game where I've played it enough now, you know, I throw on, uh, if I want to watch some YouTube or if I want to watch TV, I throw the second screen on, watch some stuff and then play the game. Cause there's no story. If you're just doing side missions, it's just kind of like, I'm at the point where there's no more dialogue. There's no more clubs. I finished all the clubs. Yep, all the clubs are done. Book club is done. I'm so sad. Yeah. All the clubs club are done. The best. Uh, all the friendships are maxed out. So the conversations are kind of just generic on repeat stuff. And I'm, I've got 
So the thing I've been grinding for is the upgraded heroic cards where you get two copies and build them together. And then I'm grinding out. So I need to get legendary blueprints. They don't always come up in a mission. And then I'm grinding heroic essence is the hardest essence to come across mainly because the special, the ultimate cards are heroic cards. So it's just a big spend. Uh, a lot of spend is required on that. Mm -hmm. Um, where I'm going to apply ability mods to them. And I'm just going to deck out the entire team. And then I haven't got Hulk yet. I know you get Hulk at a certain point. So yeah, I'm I don't know either. I'm sort of, I, I'm at the start of act three and I'm just side missioning up in Trancia and, um, and yeah. And then I, I might they go and buff Scarlet Witch. Cause my God, I was so excited to unlock her and what a disappointment character she was. She gets better. She's like a utility character. I saw that conversation in our core discord chat and, um, I, I prefer her to Nico personally, but that's madness. It goes too random. I hate casting Witchfire and then it hitting the full health dude. And like, cause I, I don't know what difficulty you're playing on, but an ultra, like you have the health pools are like in the thousands, right? It's like a thousand. I'm playing on uh, ultra one. Okay, yeah, I'm on two, so it's it's almost the probably same thing. close. Yeah, yeah. So it's just I hate when she's the, her random stuff strikes. Um strikes uh like a deep health pool guy and i don't get the rest of the procs on that random spell i don't spec her out healer because my guy is the healer so it, she doesn't she's never a good include because it's too redundant not enough dps output so i i think it's just contingent but i find scarlet witch has she's like a bag of tricks hmm. person it's the it's the chaos uh, reigns the one that causes the enemies to attack each other hmm. Yeah. I think that card of hers is is really good, um, and then you know uh, she has good, she had the the quick spells the ones that do quick those are good they're rare for some reason. I I think I think what she needs the the default radius because they you get her and the first thing they tell you about her is they say hey she's the AOE master or something like that like they they basically mm -hmm. are like hey she's really great at area. And she gets spells that impact the direct area around her, but, like, your movement is a valuable resource. So moving her in to be in the right position for this tiny little radius around her by default is not cost-effective for the damage that that spell does most of yeah. the time. You can increase that radius, but that costs another card which is also a resource. Like, I just find that everything about her, if I know the fight's going to go long, like if it's against a boss, I actually think she's okay because I feel like everything about her builds. It's like she gets an attack that can chain, but it only chains after every cast of that spell. So if you go a bunch of rounds in, it can turn into like this crazy powerful spell. But if you're just going to go a couple rounds in, it's garbage. Like, it's a chain spell that doesn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. I feel like it should have the quick modifier on it. Anyway, this is getting way technical and nitty-gritty, but I just, yeah. I was really disappointed. I, I'm not saying, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying she's the best. I'm <laughs> just saying I, you know, I would, I usually field her on a team over Nico. Like, I, I actually run Scarlet Witch. But, hmm. no, if you want the best, like, characters, it's clearly not. You know, sure. Dick DPS wise, it's it's clear the best character is clearly Wolverine, <laughs> and uh, I'd say like runner up for best character in my opinion is probably 
I don't play him a lot, but it's probably Captain America. Mm. I have gotten thousands of block. Yeah. Um, with that one card that just lets you stack block, and then you use his ultimate, and then he's like three thousand block, and I'm like, you're, you're never killing Captain America. He's the best. Yeah. yeah they. I actually had uh, my first mission where Hunter was injured, so I didn't take Hunter on on a mission. I almost always include Hunter. Um, and so mm-hmm. I was forced to do one and I did cap and captain Marvel and Iron Man. And I was like, all right. Cause those were actually the only characters that weren't injured. And I, you'll understand when you get to it, if you're not already there. Um, but everybody else on the team was injured for story reasons. Mm. And, um, I was like, all right, well, I got these three characters. They're the only ones who can do the mission. And I went in, it was a hard mission cause that was the only cap mission that was available. Um, and I went in and I was like, I hope this works and doing those three on a team. Holy shit. I was like, maybe I'm not going to bring the hunter on any missions anymore. Like, Oh my God, this team was, just crushed. Who was the, what was the team configuration cap? Uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel and Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, I could see that. It was a pretty good combo. Just, just, I don't even know what they do yet. And that sounds like a good combo to me just on the face of it. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, we got." Well, Iron Man has like he can put out some pretty good damage to make up for the other two. I guess are just counterbots, <laughs> shieldy counterbots. Yeah, and then Iron takes Man a lot of hits. uses all the heroism to just. I realize it's all lost in Scott, so it's a two-person conversation. <laughs> no, no, I get. I mean, I get that what you guys are talking about. Awesome, Scott! It's so much. I need it's to so, play it. Like in depth for a Marvel game too. I love that. I love a Marvel game because I'm, you know, we can. Spider-Man is not I should be playing that that's an overwhelmingly positive amazing game and I'm like eh yeah. but you know give me tactical card game by Firaxis and I'm all over your Marvel you know what's great is that your two games that you have listed this week are all Marvel you're all Marvel all the time right now I know I know it'll come to an end eventually but um like Suns definitely will wear like it's this, I'm not going pro or semi-pro in Marvel Midnight Suns <laughs> like I, I I'm starting to feel like I've mined most of the game and will need to finish. So hopefully it'll be the last week of this. Do but, you um, feel like if, because next week we're doing our top tens or our top whatever's, our top games of the year and some of that discussion next week on that on our special episode of Core, is it if you had to, I mean, this is up there, I assume, for your for your uh, Yeah, this would probably be pretty. I pretty, mean, I, I don't close. know. I'm pretty sure I know what my number one is. Elden Ring but, was this year, and uh, I put way more time into Elden. That was months of play. Yeah, but it might be in my top three. Might be in my top five. Like I played a lot of Midnight's. Like it's just rare that I get into a game where I'm like, because I'm doing the same thing Bo is. Like I'm farming this game to see everything that's there. I could probably go sit down and end this game in an evening if I wanted to, but I'm having a good enough time doing the fights. And like the in between stuff is so ignorable right now that I'm just like, no, let's get everything maxed out. Let's see everything there is to see, and then I'll then I'll wrap it up. And it's rare that I do that unless I really love a game. So, but I did do a, that with. I'm Elden at 115 hours in. It's a lot. The playtime's estimated to be 60, 70. So I'm almost 50 percent over the threshold. That <laughs> you know, it's a lot of side content. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, I like playing the missions. I like beating, cranking up the difficult, to, it's torment level. It's like the Diablo was the same way for a long time. Diablo three was 
get the gear of torment one, try torment two, get the other gear, crank to three, then go to six, and then do six for a while, mm. and then crank to ten. And now I think they have like torment twenty two now. But like that it I'm having that kind of a um a game loop with Midnight Suns where it's just like, okay, I've mastered this difficulty. Now it unlocks the next tier. I'm like, let me crank it up. Ultra three is a little too hard right now. Mm. I still haven't fully managed. I'm getting better though with the upgrades, but you don't get any revives on oh, ultra three. Boy. Oh, and, and you sometimes somewhat, there's a mistake or tactical error. Someone goes down, but I think I'm almost ready to try that difficulty level. Uh, no one gets any revives, but uh, Wolverine still gets one because because he's Wolverine. Powers that he's yeah. got self healing and so that sounds like hard. Iron Man mode in this case, sort of. That's, is that what that kind of you can to? still retry the missions? There's no, I don't think there's an Iron Man mode where you fail. It's not brutal like XCOM where you fail out the campaign. Mm. It's yeah. like if you fail a mission, just retry it again. Okay. It's just you just can't just revive like, them in mission with a card. That's like we know in XCOM, you'd yeah. save the game anyways and save scum stuff. Like so, it's just like you fail, just try again. No yeah. big deal. It's it's not hardcore like XCOM is. Got it. Which is, I think, again, it's more like Diablo, where Diablo is not hardcore. You die, you're back in Tristram, and you go out and fight again. Right. So yeah, no, it's great. Unless you do. Well, it's also smart. They they didn't do. It's not like an immediate translation of XCOM. Like you think of XCOM and you think of all the memes of people putting their guns right up against an alien's head and then missing. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't <laughs> that kind of game. Like yeah. you hit the enemies, they hit you. You, you know, like it's There's no not, missing in this game at all. Yeah. The only thing you can miss is if you try to do, there are certain cases where you can set up an instant kill by knocking somebody into a portal or off a building or stuff like that. Oh, you right. do have a percentage chance to succeed in those cases, but you know, those are kind of extreme cases anyway. Although there's nothing more satisfying. There's a whole mission type where you have to disrupt summoners summoning something out of a portal. And there's nothing more satisfying than running up and just 25% chance just shove them and they just fall in their own portal and instantly die. Oh, that's great. See that's oh, feels the, so good. See that's that's not a fail state. That's a that's a I'm going to hit him no matter what. But also I may pull off a little thing that will kill you know send him back into his portal. I like those kind of things. You'll you'll win yeah. a 25 percent chance to win, and then you'll get like you'll miss three 90 percent chances. That happened <laughs> yeah. to me the other day. Ooh. Where it's like 75 percent to push him in a hole. Nope. Let me try again. This time it's 80. Nope. Mm. This time it's 80 again. Surely I got to get it. Nope. Nope. And it, it, valuable lesson about gambling even if the odds are in your favor you can still lose oh, yeah, incredible time. times in a row that is true uh well uh finish things out with ben brode snap uh, you guys might be familiar with it uh yeah, i don't got much to update i just included it for comprehend to be comprehensive yeah. <laughs> we talked about it i think the extent of it i don't have anything more to, to say other than it's my it's my mobile game of choice like it's kind of almost bad like if i'm waiting for a cab if i'm on the toilet Phone comes out and a snap game comes up. the The amount of time is definitely the key ingredient in playing it. If I had to spend any more time with it, I wouldn't be playing it. Yeah, you know? that's the key to that thing. Quick games, in, out, go. Yeah, you know they've done well. They've done well uh, on that front. I agree. Oh, and the Steam version is in early access right now. That just happened. If you want to play it at your computer, play. you can play it on Steam. Well, so. 
it, did they update it? It's been out since mobile launch. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought yeah, that was new this October. week. No, no. It's been oh, out. shows what I know. I didn't realize that. Not me and Ibit and a bunch of other people acted like we had no idea. Or didn't act like we didn't <laughs> well, know. it's it's in beta. It looks terrible. Like yeah, one of the main rough. draws is the card art. Everything looks great on mobile. On PC, it's the most ass looking app. Um, and they because it's in beta, and I guess they're working on it. So my expectation is they'll be a proper client, but it's really not a great way to play if you care about what you're looking at. Because they originally, when they first talked about desktop, they were saying they wanted to have a, a client that was you know, took advantage of modern resolutions and widescreen and blah, 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 all, all the reasons you would have Hearthstone, for example, there as well as mobile. But mm-hmm. what you're telling me is they launched it kind of jank. We'll call it, it like, a, you know where Diablo Immortal on the PC was? Oh. We'll say like maybe a little worse than that. Oh my gosh. How worse, could it be worse? For sure. It's like it's like stretched out phone screen. Like it doesn't look good. Wow. It doesn't look good. Like there's still like swiping effects that you can't even do with your mouse. You're just like it just locks up between news stories and you're just looking at the middle bar between the two and it doesn't slide Man. right. It's really good it's not on like it's fine. No. It's functional. It's you functional. can play your snap games there, but it's you know, it's not ideal. For the for the anyone out there with an M one Mac or an M two Mac, these new uh Apple Silicon based chips in their Macs, uh the iPad version you can just install straight to your desktop and that plays really well uh on your Mac. Sadly, it doesn't look that good on the PC. I can tell now by looking at these screenshots, but it's basically like it just puts like a iPad-sized window on your screen, and you play it like you about at that same resolution, and it looks good. But I hope they I hope they work toward a like a proper PC client. It's on the roadmap. Cool. It's on the roadmap. All right, that's good. Uh, well, that's what we played. When we come back from our break, it's uh, going to be a little time with Dear Martha. Got a brand new magazine to uh, to talk about. Not brand new, but. Hey, we're talking about a console that had CDs in it. So that's kind of cool. We'll get to that coming up soon, as well as some other news stories, uh, an email, a text or two, all that right after this. Hey, guys, let's talk about some, I don't know, the need for extra help in our lives. We all need it. Sometimes we don't admit it, but we could all use a little help. from each other, from professionals. We need more help. BetterHelp Online is here to help. So check this out. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash core gaming. Start living that better life today. Unfortunately, life just doesn't come with a manual. We don't know sometimes what we're supposed to do with these brains of ours. And if if yours isn't working for you, It's normal to feel kind of stuck about that, okay? Well, therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause and challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine that you call you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, accessible anywhere, and it's 100% online. Therapy can change your life. You want to be less stressed, more confident, feel more like yourself? especially during these, you know, dark winter months, that sort of thing. Everybody deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. And uh, it's affordable, convenient, accessible, 
and all the benefits of in-person therapy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if it's not really clicking with that one, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash core gaming. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash core gaming. I promise it will help. Okay, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the to the deal here. We're going to jump straight to Dear Martha, and um, John's got uh, probably a little setup for this. I see this is a more modern magazine, John, compared to usual. Yeah, a little not as far back as uh, before. Yeah, yeah, but similar uh, deal, eh? Just going to review yep. it and it's go for the it. Same thing. You got the pictures. I do. Pictures. I'm going to put All this right. Uh, right up here. Hold on a second. There it is. There's our cover. Let's play the music. We're off. My dearest Martha, it has come to my attention that my recent over-eagerness to espouse the merits of Game Pass and my nostalgic love for Nintendo Power that I may be showing what the internet has lovingly dubbed your super biased, bro. (laughs) To help mend fences and hopefully never be called bro again, today's magazine review is PSM, or PlayStation Magazine, Issue 6 from February 1998. Just look at this magazine, Martha. I thought about doing something from December or festive, but then I saw this cover, and it's just Leon S. Kennedy and Resident (laughs) Evil 2, all done by Joe Mad, and it's wonderful. Except for that weird spot where the wall graffiti is in front of Leon's gun for some reason, but who cares? It's great! The magazine clearly thinks so too, because it's the cover, it's a fold-out poster in the issue, it's in a write-up about the cover on page 6, they use it again as a graphic for their cover story on page 10, and then an ad for the previously mentioned poster on page 11. But hey, if you have Joe Mad do your cover, use the shit out of it. (laughs) Speaking of him though, I do like that they're in write-up on the cover, they say, Maybe someday we'll even see his work in video games. Yes. Yes, you will. Anyway, I really like PSN. It really traded on this concept of being a rogue, independent, underground magazine, despite being 100% about PlayStation. It's also just a really exciting time for games. I already mentioned Resident Evil 2, but they also cover Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy Tactics, Tekken 3, and Breath of Fire 3. They also give a complete move list for all the characters in Star Wars Masters of Terrace Kasi, a terrible video game <laughs> that I only mention to remind the world that there is a Star Wars game where you can play as a Tusken Raider named Hor. That's <laughs> H-O-A-R for those getting ready to be offended. I also need to mention my favorite ad, because this week's is, is really something. It's a print advertisement for Yahoo Chat. That's right, chat rooms brought to you by Yahoo via a really shitty print ad in a video game magazine. What a time 1998 is, Martha. (laughs) Before I leave you, I have one final observation. I find it fascinating 
how upset you all get in modern times about spoilers. Maybe it's M. Night Shyamalan's fault. Maybe it's because of Doctor Who. But y'all are annoying. You know who you are. (laughs) But with that perspective in mind, it just boggles it to see what information they happily published back then. The Resident Evil 2 preview shows just about every area the game takes place in. How to solve certain puzzles, which scares got them the most, the side characters you'll meet, the enemies you will fight, and the primary example I'm thinking of, both the existence of and how to defeat the giant crocodile in the sewer. They even say, we don't want to spoil anything for you, but... Then they show five images of it, describe it, tell you how to defeat it, (laughs) and the last picture is the croc's head exploding. Exactly what mystery do they think they're maintaining? (laughs) Anyway, happy holidays, everyone. But uh, mostly Martha, as she's presumably the only person reading this. May your games be merry and bright. Yours in time, S. Beckett 98. I really like that one. Wow, they really do. It's like it's a strategy guide before a game comes out. Yeah. That's weird. Wasn't even out, but they're like, look, look at this boss. Here's how you defeat it. And they literally say, we don't want to spoil it, though. But But here's the crocodile. Here's how you fight it. It's going to come after you. Make sure you press this button. Look how it dies. Yeah, that's weird. Remind (laughs) me, who's the girl's name that you do the whole second CD with? What's her name? Claire. Claire. Oh, that's Claire Redfield, duh. Yeah. Um, Her outfit's dumb. I'm just going to say it. I'm pulling this up. (laughs) That's dumb. What is this? Some kind of weird red jean unit on top of some tight short. What the frick is she wearing? It's dumb. It's uh, like bike short. shorts underneath red jean shorts with a red vest that matches on top of it. It's knows, bad. Man. It's bad. It's dumb. I don't like it. I and like the what they the did part. in the in the remake to try and make that a modern looking outfit. Yeah, that but was I like even good. more that you can also get this ridiculous outfit and put her in it too. Oh, where did you put? Where's that? Oh, this one. You mean this one? The one I just showed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That one. <laughs> also, I'm still looking at Bo's weird folder full of stories I want to read. All right. Let's push that <laughs> to the back. Uh, all right. there, There's that. Well done, of course. And now, for all that have been waiting. More news. A couple of quickies here. Uh, God of War TV show. Uh, they say the Amazon boss, uh, the guy in charge currently of content over there, says it will be incredibly true to the source material. And by that, they mean uh, the old man Kratos. They're not talking about early Kratos games. Some might say we just put the gameplay on the screen. Yep. Kind of. Yeah. That's how true to the gameplay it's got to be. That'd be funny if they just ran like uh, the games, the cutscenes and stuff. That'd be a hoot. Yeah. And I would say that's incredibly true to the source material. I would say. I mean, that. everybody's doing their stunt casting for Kratos right now. So, yeah. Who do you, know, do you have knows. one? Do you have one you like besides yourself? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think like as far as look. So a lot of people have thrown Triple H, the wrestler, as, <laughs> really? uh, having the look. He's spot on for the look. I'll okay. say that. Okay. But I don't think Triple H is a very good actor. Mm. So I don't think it should be Triple H. But, you know, a lot of wrestlers' names get get thrown in there. The Rock, Dave Batista, you know. um, Batista's got maybe the more of the acting chops of the wrestling crowd, but I don't know if he has the right look for it face-wise. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think he's there. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? May, uh, hopefully they just get somebody who's new. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Maybe maybe just you know find some huge buff, roided out dude who also looks good in an old beard. And and the kid, it doesn't matter who you hire for the kid, just whoever. It's fine. Just get a kid. Just get yeah. a kid. Just find some kid. kid. You can find a kid. Yeah, just always. go outside. You find a kid. Here's an interesting, it's a little older but interesting, CD Projekt Red doing an interesting experiment with Gwent. Uh, they're going to stop doing updates in 2023 to the card game, the standalone Gwent card game. 70 plus cards left to release, they say. Uh, and then they will give it to the community to develop. I think that's cool. They're basically yeah. handing over development or handing over source code and just saying, go, make make Gwent. So they didn't get into specifics about what exactly they're handing over to the community. So I'm not sure if it's source code. When, yeah, that's article, a good point. It, it's yeah. like, but they're going to give them tools of some kind. Like, we don't often hear about these kinds of things. It was often a Blizzard thing. You know, Blizzard doesn't really do that anymore. Yeah. You don't hear a lot of that. And yeah. it's interesting to say, like, well, okay, well, you guys do something with the game. I'm very curious to see what happens because sometimes really cool shit comes out of that, like a new game mode. That everyone wants to play, like who knows? Well, it used to be um, you'd wait forever for like Doom, Source Code, or Quake uh, to become public use, you know, like f- free use or whatever, which did happen, but it took twenty years. And people make some amazing homebrew stuff out of that stuff, but this is a relatively new thing. Like Gwent's not that. I mean, old. it's a game as a service too. So the right. way it sort of sounds is like balance changes might be able to be made by the community. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, how does this work? I have many questions. Mm-hmm. But I find it very interesting. It's like they're going to move most of the developers off that team, but they're going to keep a few people on there to keep the Gwent thing going. And I'm just like, I find myself very curious to see what comes out of that. Yeah, me too. We'll have to follow that. When Megas in the chat says this was a TCG game now in Genshin Impact. So like embedded in there the way that Gwent was in The Witcher. That's weird. And he says it's fun. Yeah, well, you know, it, they, they, Final Fantasies have had this in their single-player campaigns. The, what is it, Tetra Master, John, I think? No, Tetra Master's garbage. Triple Triad. Triple Triad, that. there you go. Yeah, yeah sorry. Triple Triad. No, Tetra Master is a, is a Final Fantasy card game, though. It's just the inferior It's one. just bad. It has a <laughs> good name, though. Genshin Impact seems like it's that's its wheelhouse, though, right? I mean, it's already a gotcha game with mm-hmm. these treadmills, like, TCGs are the original loot box game. Mm-hmm. Why not throw that in there? I'm sure it's great. Sure. And I'm very happy for the Genshin Impactors out there. I think about sometimes playing that game, but I just, hmm. I don't know. I, I will might, say I they try. put Triple Triad in Final Fantasy XIV, yeah. and having it in a different MMO like is actually cool. Like It's really neat to be out in the world doing your MMO business and you see an NPC that's got cards over their head, and you go, oh, I can go play the card game against that NPC. Mm. And, like, sometimes it's thematic. Like, um, there's, a, uh, there's a place where it is a imperial castrum, like a castle for, for the Empire, mm. and there's an imperial guard, and his, his name's, like, Bored Imperial Guard or whatever, and he, you can play Tetra Ma- or not Tetra Master shit, now I'm doing it, Triple right. Triad against him. Um, and when you do, all of his cards are Imperial cards, which is kind of a neat little flavor, you know, to plan around. Like, that's what, how he built his deck, because, of course, he's in the Empire. He's part of their propaganda, so all his cards are, like, pro-Empire cards. And I think it's neat little world-building stuff like that. I love it. Hmm. Okay. No, that's cool. I didn't know I didn't know that was in there. 
the closest you get to wow with that is just hearthstone references i just finished a quest line where a dragon ghost and a and a gnome played hearthstone and i had to help craft cards for them it was fun it was a fun quest line but i didn't get to actually play obviously but it was wow has the uh, pokemon battles Right. Yeah, that's true. They do have that. That's their version of it is the pet battle system. Although I yeah. haven't in this new zone, these new zones, I haven't seen a single pet for battling. Have they stopped doing that? Because I haven't seen I one. Know. You know, the little been paw that shows been up? It's been a long time since I wowed. I don't have to check. Anyway, um, I did like this. They're they're standing in front of this board and their two characters are going, yeah, I'm going to beat you. And they're jump, dancing around this Hearthstone board. But I zoomed in on it. And there's a little tiny Jaina on one side hurling firebolts across, and the other side's got a dragon doing the same thing back at her. And it was great. It was like a little Star Wars 3D chess, hollow chess thing. It was pretty cool. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's get to uh, uh, emails. We got emails. Hell yeah, we do. That's a good question. Here's one from, uh, let's see, sorry. The emails come to talk to the core at gmail.com. And this is Happy Core. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Jay Z is his name. I'm, I'm oh, reading we got a poorly. message from Jay-Z. Yeah, Jay-Z wrote in. He's, he took some time away from uh, Beyonce, and uh, he had some things to say. Nice. Hello, Barge, Jet Ski, and Schooner. Uh, it's kind of a TMS thing. We make up names for me and Brian in the morning. Anyway, I would love to hear what you mm-hmm. guys think of this latest voyage by Congress into the sea of toxic gaming culture and whether you think this might lead to any concrete changes. Thanks for steering this core class vessel towards interesting and inclusive waters. Happy core, core days, mateys. He, he really stuck with the, the maritime yeah. motif here. I like that a lot. I um, wound up as a jet ski, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's not really a boat. No. I'm kind of the one that isn't a boat. Yeah, you're the one that uh, can get you killed if you're being dumb or drunk. That's true about me in general. Yes, yeah, so be careful. Yeah. But you can change but you can forge the documents about the accident so that it looks mm-hmm. like it all went well. Yeah, like you got all A's before you died. <laughs> um so the story is Ars Technica is the article he linked to, but I've we talked about this on DTNS a little bit. US lawmakers take aim at gaming's harassment and extremism problem. Uh these are basically letters to companies complaining and asking what they're doing internally to combat said harassment slash extremism. It will probably end up being some hearings. Uh, um, I don't know that anything's going to come out of it actionable, but I think they'll hold some hearings and you'll have people like maybe even Bobby Kotick. Oh, my Lord. Um, But others, you know, uh, Phil, Phil uh, Spencer, people like that may be called to Congress to testify and talk about what they're trying to do to. I mean, yeah, this is like it's a little showy. It's well, it's showy, but it's also you know, uh, it's 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 like how how old can your how long can you possibly go before actually saying like, oh, this is something that's occurring? Like, I remember we had a free Teamspeak server in like the early two thousands, and if people people would just drop in randomly because we were too cheap to pay for it. And just drop n bombs. <laughs> like we're like, oh, I've got to switch Teamspeak server. Can't play on this one. Yeah. Like it, v- internet random voice. You know, so if you're in a Call of Duty lobby, I'm assuming is going to be a big thing on this one. This is. I'm sure game de- developers don't need Congress to want players to have good experience and solve this. The problem is you can't have random communications without there being either a kid to have his jollies or some jerk to ruin it. 
Like it's the only way to do it is to switch it off. Mm. But people want to be able to speak to people on the phone. Like, like what are, what are they going to do? You know, like yes, reporting tools are available, but these people just move on to other games and there's 8 billion people in the world. Not that you're matched up with all 8 billion, but there's a lot of people in each geographic region. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it seems just, I guess you don't want them to do nothing, but it's like you get into the business of just wanting to make cool video games for people. And all of a sudden you're policing the earth's behavior, big brother style. And you're like, I, we don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why it's like online, not rated. It's like any other chat room. I mean, why not discord? Right. Or why not? I there's places I can go. I can just hop into voice with someone. I don't know. There's chat roulette. Why not for, forums from the mid aughts? Like it's all, yeah. So I mean, all, it's like, it's yeah. such an out of touch thing where it's like, let's blame the game developers. Cause they're the carrier and traditional thought is, well, the carrier is responsible for what's happening mm-hmm. over their service. But it's like, it's the internet. Everyone's connected to everyone. And we got to see their bullshit. Like Twitter's turned into Elon Musk's personal subreddit. I can't, I can't help but know what's going on because it's constantly in my face when I use that service. But I don't, if I could choose, I would just be like, please stop. If I could control human behavior, I'd tell all the people I follow to stop retweeting and discussing it so I don't have to see it. Like, you know, what am I, and blocking is not that effective. Like we can't solve it. If we're all going to be connected all the time, then we got to like, we're going to get exposed to this stuff. So if it's for minors, then I say, put, just don't give them access. That's the only way you're going to solve, solve it. And well, then for adults, like it's a, you know, yeah, like they have to do something like obviously act on reports, but like there's a limit to what they can really get done is what I'm trying to say. Well, here's, here's what they're actually asking and it may help inform that. Uh, so these lawmakers, they include Lori Fenton from Massachusetts, Katie Porter from California, Ron Wyden from Oregon. These are the three doing it are asking for more information on how reports like toxicity and harassment reports are handled what data is collected regarding them and whether the companies have safety measures pertaining to anti-harassment and anti-extremism. That last bit, I think, fits perfectly with what you're saying, and I'm, I am as skeptical as ever about how they can actually do any of this. But here's who they sent them to. Activision Blizzard, uh, Electronic Arts, Epic, Microsoft, PUBG, uh, Corp. I guess that's a company now. That's weird. Uh, Riot Games, Roblox, Sony, Square, Take-Two Interactive, Tencent, Ubisoft, and Valve. Nintendo is notably missing from the list. Also, their internet stuff. They sucks, don't have so. a lot of. They don't have a lot of online interaction stuff, right? <laughs> no, they don't because it all and, sucks. Yeah, like they already kind of limit it, and I think that kind of maybe even goes into what Bo's saying is like, sure, you put the walls up high enough, you limit people enough, and like you'll eventually get sort of there, but. Is that what people actually want? Is that what the people playing want? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's hard to say because obviously harassment and and all that all that stuff's bad. But like at the same time, at a certain point, you know, when is the solution like also not what you want? Yeah. So I I don't know how well said. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, that different, was so different solutions for different situations. Like a one size fits all doesn't work. So it's just like turn everyone's volume lower people go somewhere else where everyone's volumes high if that's what they want mm-hmm. but 
some people don't want that. So different, you know what I mean? Different. Like I think most of the people who play Call of Duty realize that that's part of the environment and still play anyways. They don't, yeah. you know, it's not welcoming, I guess. And there's dangers there if underage people are exposed to things that their parents would like them not to be, or even criminal mm-hmm. in a lot of places. But it's just a turn off on thing, I think, for the most part. Like there's some irony here too, because. Like they didn't include Damco Bandai, Sega, Capcom, Nexcom, Nex, Nexon. Like a bunch of companies didn't inclu- get included, but one of them in particular is the American-based Warner Brothers Interactive, who publishes Mortal Kombat. They're not going. It's just funny to see this shift. We're not going after the Mortal Kombat publisher anymore because Mortal Kombat is so violent and horrible. We're we're now skipping them because they don't really have the online harassment problem <laughs> right i don't know why i find that ironic but i do well i mean the gun violence video games were the whipping boy for gun violence forever yeah. now, fighting game in- fans can be just as just as toxic i know because you know we we have talked to some people that are uh, over there work on mortal Kombat, yeah. and i can tell you i was having a completely unrelated conversation one time uh with uh with tyler over there and all of a sudden, somebody just jumped in and was like, if you change this about Noob Cybot, you can kill yourself. And it's like, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about Heroes of the Storm. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, they just, you know, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. So it's, People you know, it doesn't make it okay. And it can sometimes seem like, oh, they're just hand-waving it away. But it, it's a complicated issue. Yeah. And... Uh, I think it requires a multifaceted solution. I don't necessarily have a lot of hope that this is this is the way to go. But I guess good that they're talking about it. Yeah, let them talk this about thing it. That's been a problem like, since the birth of the internet. They're yeah. finally like, talking again, about. But no. I think you know. gaming is. I think gaming is being made a bit of a scapegoat because there are way more dangerous just websites and communication places that are attacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiwi Farms is a big one. We we're talking about this stuff on the show, but like the targeting trans people for you know people celebrating the death of those that trigger warning. Mm-hmm. I guess so just you know that have um, unalived themselves, and you know like there's way worse pits of shit than what happens on a Call of Duty match out there on the internet. Like just look at uh, January sixth business or oh yeah no a, constant there's like, so many examples it's almost like worse. yeah let's let's investigate video games it's like why don't you investigate some actual shitty websites and yeah. like the, the games are shitty and criminal stuff has happened like in terms of especially with um children getting involved so it is worth investigating but it just seems like i don't know yeah i agree with that I, th- I think it's there. a i think it's fine if they get talking about it and you know we'll see what it what what comes of it um, I do think it's weird that, I mean, I guess, I don't know, whatever they're just, like all that other stuff gets tracked too. like steam in particular is being targeted because they got a ton of like Nazi bullshit that happens sometimes on their user boards and they try to shut it down, but they're not very good at it. So they're talking to them in particular because the letter to them was very pointed about symbols, visuals, words, phrases associated with exposure to explicit, un- unambiguous neo-Nazism, anti-Semitism, gender-based violence harassment homophobia other hateful stuff so maybe 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 there are points of light here where it's like well what's happening on steam is is really egregious and even steam wasn't aware of how bad it was or something i don't know so maybe there's something to suss out there 
But I think blanketing the entire industry, like they sent a letter to the Among Us guys, which is like five people. And I, I guess the game is a big impact. And sure, people are dicks inside the game sometimes when you're playing randos. But I don't know why they got targeted and, you know, other big companies didn't. So there's also an unevenness to this. So I don't know. At the end of the day. I mean, it's a it's a random phone call with people. And one of them might be a Nazi and a despicable human being. But it doesn't make it right but it's just the everyone's playing games it's the nature of the like how do you with unless you're like hiring precogs or doing the 1984 thing and you know tagging people as like unsafe mm-hmm. so therefore they're not permitted you know what i mean like it's like the that that rabbit hole that's where that leads to that yeah. kind of thing yeah i just think you put protections in place for children and you know adults have to be um, I mean, I think more not, like, be, uh, you know, a lot of people will turn off voice chat because they don't want to be exposed to it. You know, as adults, mm-hmm. you, you'd make your own adult decisions about what you want to be exposed to or, or not. But yeah, I think I hope what one thing that happens, the chat is saying this too, and I agree with it. I hope whatever this, this dialogue slash discussion slash hearings, whatever it is, I hope it includes as many female voices as possible or voices in other uh, typically targeted groups, trans people. Um, the gay community, you know, where, 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 where they're, you know, racism, this sort of stuff, get their, get them involved with what's actually happening. Cause my experience is pretty simple. If I don't like what I'm hearing, I, I just get out of voice chat. It's not a big deal. I mean, like, that's how I see it with bars, right? Like it's possible for despicable people to visit the bar that you're visiting and you're exposed to their ideas and it's toxic, you know, and it yeah. gets into fist fights even. And no one's like, what's going on with these bars? They're like, well, you went to a bar. Yeah. And like, that's kind of like online gaming. You go to a public space and you don't know what you're going to get. And people are, it doesn't, I'm not saying criminal activity is okay or, or hate crimes are okay. But it's just as a person wanting to go out and socialize, it's kind of the same thing as going to a club or a bar. Like you're going to. You might meet an asshole that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to learn much and they're just going to, you know, it's a lot of reassurances and I yeah, I'm afraid just, you're right about that. But I, the only thing I really take seriously from, from that stuff is a, a lot of the predatory, uh, shit happens to kids online. You see stuff on Roblox and VR chat and mm-hmm. other games you wouldn't even think of. Like, I think even call of duty, I saw a headline like were pedophiles, SOs, despicable people, gross, are in those spaces. Mm-hmm. And they are like. Of course they are. They go where the kids are. That's like, uh, you know, it's today's version of the playground. And even more yeah. in, in, in spicu- you know, you don't, you're even more hidden. Yeah. Because you can go hide we out had in the Roblox. We room. had to crack down on a lot of that stuff. Like, you know, when, um, when my stepkids were really just going hard on Roblox all the time and there weren't any sort of restrictions on it. It just noticed like things that would occasionally get said was like, that is not something that a child would say. Yeah. And that is not something that should be being echoed. And it caused some hurt feelings as we shut down Roblox for a while while we figured out what we were going to do. And, a lot of talks that I'm sure they didn't like having to be a part of, but 
you know, I think that's also a part of it. You have to be vigilant about what your kids are doing. And it, it sucks because it's hard. It's hard to stay up on all that. I don't want to know about Roblox, but, you know, sometimes that's important because, like you guys said, that's where the predators have yeah, a tendency that's where the to predators go, go, unfortunately. Predators go where kids and, are. And they can take advantage of parents' ignorance yeah. in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the I almost times we've had to have the conversation of, you don't know how easy it is to gleam information off of what seems like casual conversation yeah. and had to do that and had to protect from that. And it's, it's rough. But what'd you fun. say? You said you were almost, predator? Oh, I almost got predator. Yeah. Like a couple rolled up in a car and invited me to in near my house. And Wait, it, when? Like, well, that's not thinking, a predator. That's, I was like, you to swing with them. Right? I was like eight. No, I was like eight oh, or nine. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you were a kid. This wasn't, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yesterday. They were totally like, hop in the car. Let's go. And like, uh, they offered me candy and shit. Like, really? it literally happened to me. Yeah. yeah. And I, a good thing I watched a lot of G.I. Joe Transformers, all the lessons at the end. Parents saying to their kids, like, if you see a stranger, say no and run away. Cause I ran home and we called the, you know, told my mom and they called the cops and all that. And I don't, remember what happened but i have a very distinct memory even at a young age because it's traumatizing i knew they were there really thought about it but those gi joe psas probably are valuable there's going to be some situations like this where kids that's where they're hearing the the cautions and then they remember it and then they like we all make fun of it but yeah that is useful it's useful yeah I Back in those days, it was the white man. Yeah, like white not to not to just constantly be on about my kids, but I, like when I was first in the picture, like we were at the apartment, and I I'm driving home from picking up food, and my two stepkids are sitting like like standing right next to the open back end of a vehicle, talking to a stranger. I have no idea who it is. Oh, jeez. Because they had a dog. That's all it took for them to be like, they were like, can we pet your dog? Went right over to the car. I was like, I got out. What you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What no. Suck, what sucks this is, is not he was, okay. What sucks is he was probably a totally normal, nice guy that had a dog, but it doesn't matter. These situations are just like too fraught, man. Yeah. I hate it. Oh, yeah, man. I hate same it. Same with chat rooms. Like, I don't experience a lot of that in any of the games I play. But every now and then, you know, there's a really terrible, despicable person. Yeah. I'm not I'm not in any way targeted. I'm not a woman, so no one focuses on that. I'm not, you know, don't identify as any, uh, you know, I'm a straight white male. Like, I'm the least targeted of anybody yeah. at this point, you know, so I have that privilege. But, like, I think there's all three still of us a lot do. of danger yeah. out there for people. I agree. And I, so I guess to so, sum it up, I do hope that they include a bunch of voices that aren't just these game companies and aren't just gamers that are dudes. I'd like to see a little more diversity there. If they're going to have a real conversation about it, I still wonder if that'll even happen, but uh, let's move on. We got a quick text here from Sirenex. Always good to hear from Sirenex who says, hello, good sirs. I just wanted to give you the heads up that the PC edition of Demio just released today on steam in 1.0 form uh, and is 20% off until the 22nd. I should probably pick it up myself soon. Yours in this life and the next Sirenex. I guess that's today. Um, I bought I the PC it. version when it when it first hit, so I've already got it. But um, the PC version, which is the non-VR version, is a very good version of that game. And it's cross-platform with anybody who's playing on VR, Steam or Quest or whatever. Um, I think Demi is cool. got to get cool. back to it, Scott. We'll call Croft it up. He loves yeah. playing that game. 
Demi and was cool. John, if you play the PC version, it's funny though that pitch to people who aren't. So Mike isn't play VR, and John isn't into VR. And when you tell them you want to come play a VR game with us, but you'll play it in flat screen. It's not the sales pitch yeah, that we think it I, is. I was going <laughs> like, to say, like, you're telling me this. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I want to sit there and hear about how Jesus wept because you rolled the dice and it was immersive. Like, who gives yeah. a shit? Like, yeah. I'm going to be sitting there staring at a monitor, doing everything a slightly harder way for your immersion's benefit. While no, you guys are like, way. oh, it's so magical. I look, I rolled the dice and it went down the hallway. It's like, oh, my God. Let's celebrate mediocrity a little harder here. so 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 you're right about everything except the harder part it's definitely harder to play the game in 3d it's on the desktop oh, you will have the yeah. easier experience because you're like did i pick up the dice and you're zooming in and out yeah you crank your neck and it's just it's it's an amazing immersive experience you feel like you're playing a board game with your friends yes. but you will have a way more chill like sit in your chair and flick your mouse kind of experience on the PC. Version. It's like still a, fundamentally, it's a fun, challenging game that has unique mechanic. Like I still s- would say flat screen. It would be a compelling, like it's a well done game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's really good. So, but, but there are, well, it's kind of one of a kind. There's no real board game like that. I think Even, uh, it's pretty close it's, to being unique. Close to, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. I, it, it, it passes muster. I like it As quite a, a bit. Standing on its own quality game, honestly. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. I think it's very good. Uh, and that makes me want to play it, so I will. Uh, thank you for that. Those texts come to us at 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0-GOB. If you want to spell it out on your phone. I hope people still do that. Anyway, hey, you guys, you know what time it is? It's time for a mashup. The end of year, 2022, summed up in one more. Uh, we got two more, me next week, but Bo is today. This is Bo's year compilation put together by Jamie. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Man, we're going to get to revisit the lake story. I'm so excited. And I know for a fact that another familiar voice. Look, (laughs) I want to plug the pre-show a little bit because if you really like the shit in the lake stuff, there was some (laughs) good talk on the pre-show. It's worth the stuff. I know I'm biased, but it's actually worth a sub at least for a month. Yeah, just do a month. And then just listen to... we got some po- we got some good content out of it today. This will be um, the most educational of the mashups, I think. Absolutely. So here it is. Without further ado, we'll thank what you. Coke's made out. <laughs> exactly. Jamie uh, Brand oh. put this together as always. <laughs> he did killer work. I haven't heard it yet, but I know he did. Here it is. Bo in 2022. <laughs> Schwartz, when you need a hot take and the exact opposite take a few weeks later, when you didn't want to hear a ukulele, but also think it sounds nice, <laughs> Bo is late most of the time, Orc Massage comes up in conversation, a lot, hates paying for subscription-based services unless absolutely necessary, his kitchen clock always reads 12, and there isn't a podcast he won't step away from to drop a juice. And while on the subject of the dropping of juices, let's hear some of his highest quality banter from the past year. I'm the girl, I look down, there's my boobs and like all my utility belt, and I'm just like, holy shit, I'm a space nun. (laughs) 
had excrement related problems this week too. I Whoa, like, brother! Do we want to know more or no? Oh, I pissed my pants. Whoa, what? Yeah, what? well, I sat down to take a shit, and then I went to go for a pee, but you know, my picker was aimed out of the toilet bowl and peed into my pants, and, <laughs> and I'm at work without a change of clothes, and I'm like, Frank. The smuggler's always like, smuggling's great. I got all this cash. Oh, I'm dead. That's like, that's, like, that's, like, that's every smuggling story. And then I'm stuck in a corner, and the big beefy guy is eating my chode. Or, no. <laughs> they never actually say his name because he could have been Scott or Gerp or Chud Pounder 224969 or whatever. Chud Pounder. <laughs> and, oh, that's um, a great name. Chud Pounder. Like, it's not so bad when it's family. Cause at least, like, it's your mom's pee or something. You're like, whatever. It's but your then, like, mom's pee. It's stranger's pee. Like, it's, I don't. It'd be okay if it was your mom's pee. This is an India's shit game, and I hope like, if they're on the platinum list, like uh, for the record, Bo said an indie shit game, not an Indian shit game. Oh, sorry. No, no, just for clarity, because if we why get did I emails, say indie shit game, anyways, like, I don't even remember why you said that? it. I think you said they're not just making an indie shit game or something like that. I don't think I meant to say indie shit games. So if I said that, I'm also sorry. Oh, maybe I, I remember what the context. Oh, indie I as shit. I was trying to say something else. I think you wrote. So you said indie as shit, and I heard. <laughs> Indian shit. Oh, India shit. Okay. <laughs> I had an infraction, but it didn't result in me going to jail. Right. Like, if you look, if you bite a girl on the neck too hard, she'll let you know. I bit a boob too hard. That's oh, geez. Happened. Oh, man. I don't want to know any of this. Why do I know this? These now? things happen. As you learn how to do things properly, maybe there was the bite. It was, a, but, you know. Man, this, an apology, this but, whole episode should be called Bo TMI. <laughs> yeah, Bo TMI. Just learning so much. Today. Damn. As dudes enjoy our homoeroticism of, you know, putting our testimony at each other's mouths as a rite of male passage. Like, what is it? Every fear hides a wish. Yeah. Right? We're all supposed to hate doing it, but secretly we want to mm, eat those testicles, you know? Like. <laughs> the good news is there's a new skate game, Skate 4. People are excited okay. about that. <laughs> are you all right? What happened? I spilled my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sorry, it's a nut house in here today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Be a good little top, tot, tot. Oh, tot. Okay. What do you think, Todd? Is that top, you know? oh, top. Like you know, BDSM talk. Like oh, jeez. Like, oh, gee. I was like, Be a good little know, like, top, like a spinning toy. <laughs> but I was like, no, like bondage. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Last time I went camping, I just had to go for a shit, and I was like, I guess I could just shit in the lake. Like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's not like other people are around. All I had to use was my weenus. That's all I had to use to make them. The egg you took not, off. You didn't have to use anything else? You didn't have to uh, move your testicles up, up, down, down, left, right, left, no. right, or anything like that to activate the Konami activate testicle code? Oh, man. It's, it's, it's been a while. I forget how it all works. I did a tier ranking of all my favorite enterprises, yeah. and it really got me in the mood to pilot a starship. Did you really? So, I love that you did that. Did you really do that? I did do that. Yeah, I did. Oh, that is What do you think stuff. my favorite enterprise is? And it's not, I'll, I'll give you a disclaimer. It is based purely on look and aesthetic. Okay. I think it Wait, was are tied we doing tier lists else. of the Enterprise? Yeah. Yeah. Can we move on. <laughs> <laughs> We're, 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 this is real, like, super weed territory, right? <laughs> uh, that was amazing. Okay. Another awesome Liam O'Brien intro. That was awesome. You're really styling on us. Each intro yeah. is a different voice. Like, yeah, I don't know what next yeah. week's going to be like. I like I the way he said deuce. <laughs> yeah. He really yeah. leaned into it. Yeah, deuce. And also, um, I thought there was going to be nonstop poop in a lake, and all we got was you saying, I crapped in the lake and nobody was around, and then we it just moved on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah. probably helped you. You probably were like, oh, phew, I didn't have to. I don't know. 
<laughs> my mind's still reeling, reeling from Liam, Liam O'Brien's. I know. Intro. Think, of, think of that. The great Liam O'Brien made an intro that talked all I'm, about you. And I'm stuff. just thank you, and I'm honored you debased yourself <laughs> to, to, to do an intro for whatever it was that followed it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, how does it feel? Because really now it. you've joined my club, which is hearing Liam Jizz O'Brien <laughs> and going, oh, Liam's talking about me. And then some stupid shit you said yeah. immediately following. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, but that's yeah. something. To, that's just something the to try. The voice man. of Illidan, of whom I admired so much <laughs> in Heroes of the Storm and listened to, said my name, mm-hmm. which is an honor of itself. Yeah. And then knowingly introduced. <laughs> He knows too much about me. It's this. It's that you know. Um, in Community, when uh, Troy meets Levar Burton, and freezes <laughs> yeah. Up. oh yeah, I think it's sort of torture. And, you I know, just, just like wanted an audience. Someone picture. you admire, yeah. and they know about all of your shitting and sex habits. There you go. Yeah, uh, that, that like you know. That's what it is. If I ever meet him, it's gonna. I, I can't be like, hey, I'm Bo, and like most people, you're like, I don't know anything about this person. It's time to make an impression. You know, first I've already made the impression. <laughs> well, those anyway, those those critical role people often go to BlizzCon. If we do a BlizzCon this year, maybe he'll be there. You get to meet him. Oh, um, that's where I always see him whenever that's I tell you to hook set up. your oven clock. That's right. Uh, yes, he, and what arcane knowledge did he know this? Well, he a lot of that stuff was given to him by Jamie as reminders. Like, here's all the stuff. But I know also, he listens. He said he as listens much on his show with Sam. Yeah, he listens to this show. So he, so a lot of that he just he knows. And I don't know if he wrote it himself. He hadn't, he didn't tell me. But he's um, he is one of the nicest humans on this planet. I'm not used to fame. I really live in a bubble. I work at. A, I'm a schlub that works at a job, plays games that somehow it's on the show <laughs> once a week, and I love it. And the D and D show, and I love it. Yeah, it's, it's good. I'm really disconnected with any notion of fame or people knowing who I am. Sometimes, or so most let's, of the let's time. get you on Wikipedia, and then we're all set. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Jamie, Liam, everybody involved. That was amazing. Can't wait to hear uh, how stupid I sound next week. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be epic. In the meantime, I do want to remind people that we are sponsored by you at patreon.com slash core show. It really does mean the world to us that so many of you have bellied up and decided to throw us a little bit of change. Wait a second. People want to see my card. <clears throat> Your card. Yeah, Bo got a card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what do you got? What is a gra- it? A graphical card. Collectible Wait. card. Oh, is it one you're putting up or are you sending to me or what are you doing? No, the well, Taz the man You already on it. shared it. Oh, yeah. the um, the bad the badge. We call it a card. You think oh, yeah, the badge. Duh, I have it right here. <laughs> Let me put it up. <laughs> there it is. There's Bo's badge. It does look like a card. It's like a yeah. you know TCG card. Uh, look at him. You're all '90s and stuff. In it. I feel like I'm gonna. Well, I shouldn't say it. I like that if you compare criminal. this to mine, it just looks like I'm slowly like the person, not me necessarily. Oh, you yeah. look putting like the on police. a greater and greater disguise. <laughs> you you look like the police. Well, that's that's good, that's good too. You look like the police, and I look like the like the hacker criminal that you're chasing. A little bit. Uh, I love it though. I wonder, I wonder what Scott's gonna end up looking like. Oh, dude, I'm just... nervous about that. I, don't, I have no idea what he's doing, but I, he has also been uh, sneak peeking uh, something super rad to Zarakaz. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen that, oh yeah, I have seen that. I'm gonna save it till we see it in its final so form. But excited! What the frick, dude? That guy, some kind of maniac. I love it. Guy is putting in real hard work. <clears throat> the real work. So if you want to <clears throat> help us keep making cool stuff, that that's the way to do it. Go to patreon.com slash core show today and show us your love. You'll never get a commercial. You get pre-show content every week, like Bo mentioned, monthly benefits, 
that are only yours by being a patron. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, John, be an old lady yep. and tell us what we played. Well, let's see how this voice holds up uh, under illness. Duress. Uh, hello. It's, it's fine. We'll make our <laughs> way through it, I guess. If you don't know what games the boys played, I'm here to tell you what they was. Uh, Scott played the World of Warcraft, that new Dragonflight expansion, and he pissed off all the Guild Wars fans. So if you like Guild Wars 2, write your angry emails to Scott. Uh, he also played High on Life. That's the, that's the Rick and Morty-like game. <laughs> and uh, John played the Vampire Survivors DLC. And then he's also, I mean, it's Final Fantasy, Fortnite, Midnight Suns. Broken record, John, moving on. <laughs> uh, Bo also played Midnight Suns in an effort to continue to convince Scott that it's a really good game that he should play. It's worth his time. He's not doing it. Lazy ass. <laughs> and he also played Ben Brode Snap, as he, as he put it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You did it. You covered them all. Those are all the games we played. Don't ever yep, complain we that it. we don't tell you, because we just did. Uh, yep, that's all of them. That'll do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back one more time. Between now and then, have a fantastic, happy, merry Christmas. We'll see you guys next week. Uh-huh. Bye, everyone. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Calm down. What the hell? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.